Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a Girl Meets World podcast. I'm Simon and I do not love Girl Meets World. <laughs> and I'm Tessa and I'm not keen on it either. <laughs> and tonight's episode season, sorry, show, whole show, three seasons for debate is Girl Meets World. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a Girl Meets World podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's TV show for debate is Girl Meets World Tessa. It has been a while, which is my fault because I was I was sick, so I apologise. And we've watched some of Girl Meets World. Some. Now we're going to talk about it. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Are you better? Better, yes. Thank you. Was and, it the Girl uh, Meets World that made you feel a bit iffy? It might have been. <laughs> it might have been. No, I think it was just overdoing it. Yeah. I can't remember. what It happens to me every year. I just... Uh, you know, we've spoken about this before. When your children go to bed, you want to then stay up for as long as you can doing your own fun things. But then you forget that you've got to then wake up when they wake up screaming in the morning. And uh, the cycle continues. But all good. I've missed you. I missed this. So this is fun. So did I. I missed it too. And you're wearing our... Raven's Boy Meets World hoodie, which we were discussing at the beginning, but it looks great. It, it feels great. How could I not own a hoodie with my own face on it? Is that <laughs> normal? I have um, actually, I've got a t-shirt with my face on it as well, actually. Maybe it's becoming a theme. That's dope. What, what did your Why husband not, you think know? of this, of the hoodie? He liked it. I mean, I'd showed him the artwork previously. I was obviously more excited about this than he was, um, but he liked it. Excellent. I I was just saying, and for anyone that's going to order, which I'm sure all of you want one, I know it, it's probably just in your basket right now on the website. Remember that we don't make any profit from these. I've got it set at, it's just, that's what the website charge. Um, So me wanting you to buy them isn't for any monetary gain, but just because I think it's cool. It's all ego. uh, It's all ego, definitely. (laughs) Please order a size up. Yeah. Order a size up. I got burnt with it. I'm not going to lie. Um, I it, They come up a bit small. So definitely get a size up. I'll be reordering to go with my Lululemon um, jogging <laughs> bottoms. I'll be which... expecting like a full, um, full body shot of that outfit into the Discord mm. for us to appreciate. Definitely. Definitely. But... We're here for Girl Meets World. So 
We were going to do an episode per a podcast episode per season, like we did with Boy Meets World. But then we started watching Girl Meets World, and we decided that that's a lot because, especially the second season, I think has like thirty episodes in it. Yeah, and it's a bit of a difficult watch. And we don't want to come here and be super negative and down talk a show. We are going, to, of course, going to be honest, but we didn't want to spend three episodes talking about something that we don't necessarily love because that's not fair to the people that do love the show so firstly all respect to people that love the show and if it's for you then that's awesome and we love and appreciate that but we got to talk about how we feel about it we weren't so keen on it we'll get into the details but we decided instead of watching all of it we were going to go through and just watch the cameo episode. So whenever someone from the original Boy Meets World cast was going to feature on an episode, we watched them, which was about maybe, I don't know, eight or nine episodes per season, something yeah, like that. it was quite a lot. I was surprised. Like when I sort of, I found like an article that kind of listed the episodes, which wasn't quite right because then Disney Plus have put them on funny, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Like there was a special episode and they made it part of a season and so it threw it all off. But um yeah, more cameo than I expected because I don't think I, I didn't think that Sean was going to feature quite so heavily. I don't think, mm-hmm. and that kind of boosted it. And did you see that him and his brother directed loads of the episodes? Yeah, I did notice actually as I went along. Um, and then when all the episodes are out of order, I kind of looked them up on Wikipedia, like to get a full list, and it kind of tells you like or directed by. And I was like, oh wow, that's that's cool. So. It, even sometimes when he wasn't in the episodes, he was clearly quite a big part of the creation of the show. Yeah, so that's cool, and it was cool to see the original characters. Um, so, so we've we've seen a good amount of the show, definitely enough to be able to talk about it and have our opinions on it. But we're going to do that all condensed into this one one podcast episode. So let's start from the beginning. So Tessa, we've come off of Boy Meets World. We loved it. We we watched the pilot of Girl Meets World after we watched the finale of Boy Meets World. So we, you know, finished and went straight in. Both of those watch along videos are available on the Patreon, Ravenshoops.net. It's a big change. A big change. A 14 year gap. So Girl Meets World ran from 2014 to 2017. Boy Meets World finished in two, in the year 2000. What were your initial thoughts going into of the pilot and the differences? I, I really liked doing the live watch along of the first episode. And I said then um, that I was going into this with really low expectations in the hope that I was surprised. What actually happened is that I was just right. <laughs> I I set the bar low and it was, it's just, I haven't watched a lot of Disney Channel. Like I didn't even grow up on 90s Disney Channel. So like Boy Meets World was new to me. Um, I guess my only, when I think about Disney Channel type stuff, I think of like High School Musical, like that kind of really polished teen stars, all very attractive can sing and dance and do it all like um almost like a production line for future celebrities is how i picture Mm -hmm. like disney channel programming and it is it was like that it was all a little bit um 
I don't know whether maybe Boy Meets World in the 90s was considered polished TV and that was... But it's very polished, isn't it? Like, it's very... Just, it's all really shiny and, like, it feels very American. It's just a bit much. It's, too, it's almost too much. And it's also, like... And, and And I'm in the same boat as you, you know. I haven't seen Disney Channel modern disney channel current disney channel either this is the only thing that i've seen and my fear is that it's all like this Mm. and if that's the case then what i think is different because boy meets world is pitched at the same audience right you know it's being made for kids but it's like a family show a show that kids will watch could watch with their parents you know and grandparents on like a friday night before they go to bed you know and then the parents watch die hard or whatever but (laughs) They, I, they, it's like they don't trust the audience with Girl Meets World in that they don't even let the jokes sit. Or as soon as they said the punchline, it's straight on to the next thing. Or when they get to something that's like meaningful, like what would have been like a Mr. Feeny moment in the in Boy Meets World, where here's the lesson at the end of the episode, they don't even allow the beat of it to sink to sink in. It's so this is why da di da di da bam onto the next scene and credits. Yeah. It's like whoa, you, like you got to let it sit for a second. Like let us take that in. Like it's, is it? It's I kind don't... of spoon fed to us a little bit more. Like oh, here's the joke. Like and we're spoon feeding <laughs> it to you. And here's the moral story, and we're like spoon feeding it to you rather than just we're doing a show and you laugh at the bits that you find funny and then you mm-hmm. kind of work out what the moral lesson is at the end yeah it's too well presented like there's no you don't need to figure anything out for yourself mm-hmm. I, I feel like they haven't got the adult audience right or maybe i'm just too cynical an adult like i feel no. like it's not like if if say it's a family show would my kid enjoy this probably she'd probably like maybe she would think that the girls were cool and wanted to be like i don't know but am I as me as the parent that's supposed to be the audience? Am I watching it like, oh, this is quite funny? I, no, I'm not. Like it's too, it's absolute bullshit. Like what's here for me? <laughs> well, and they also must have known that adults are going to watch it because they put all these cameos in, and the point being that you understand these references because you watched the show originally, so yeah. you're in your, uh, you know, I guess at that point, like late 20s early 30s or wherever you're at you know in 2014 so what like that garbage just trash and I, I don't want to hate on the kids because I think the girls Riley and Maya were actually they were they were all right they were okay like as in I think I blame and I'm sorry Ryder Strong and Danny Official because I know they did a lot of directing but I blame the directors because they could have just they directed them to, okay, let it sit there for a beat. Say your line and then wait, you know, like let let there be a reaction or don't just go so quick. And also some of the jokes are just, they weren't even jokes. They weren't even punchlines. And I'm sorry to say this and it hurts, it hurts my soul because I love him so much from Boy Meets World, but Ben Savage was absolute trash in this. Like, his acting was terrible. Terrible. He wasn't, um... He wasn't ever just acting. 
he was always you know we said about he puts on the voice and he does like that it was all that and it was all pulling silly faces and I also didn't like who they'd made Corey become Mm. like as a person like I I love that he's a teacher like that's cool Mm -hmm. But he's absolutely fucking shit keeping his, like, home and school life separate. Like, you act <laughs> yeah. like... I've told you about Two Fridge Liz. Her mum mm-hmm. was a teacher at school. And she... She was... I think she was in, like, the senior management team eventually. But she was our, like, religious teacher for a little while. Which is a hard job to do. Because no one in your class gives a shit about what you're learning. If anything, yeah. we thought it was a DOS lesson. Mm-hmm. Um... But she taught it very well, but she had to be so, like, my, like, Lizzie had to call her miss, and it was really, like, it had to be really, like, you wouldn't, if you walked in and didn't know, you wouldn't know that that was her parent teaching. Like, she was so mm-hmm. good at, you know, and and stuff, if she'd ever had to speak to her about it at school, and then you went to a house on a Friday, she would never say, oh, I saw your school report, by the way, what the, like, never. But this is just absolute, like, how's he got a job, and he's... It's almost like if all the other kids in the class, if you weren't Riley or Maya or whatever her name was, like you may as well not be there. You didn't talk to anyone else. Yeah. Like, He's just I, talking I, about their home shit. Yeah, every time he's bringing into the classroom whatever's going on with him at home, where Mr. Feeney was never doing that. And Mr. Feeney was the straight man, like playing the serious man so that the foolishness and hijinks and whatever that was going on with Corey and Sean and Topanga can be can contrast against it so that there's there's the comedy where where he is crazy and all over the place and then they're all crazy and all over the place and where are we getting mining the comedy from because there's no conflict or because it's all just tornado of chaos yeah yeah and there was a lot of like oh i'm stereotypical dad and i'm being really overprotective about my teenage daughter and just that trope like it's absolute i hate it there was a lot of that as well Mm -hmm. i was just like this is crap but you're right we missed the balance of look at these kids being absolutely silly and here is the grown-up trying to actually get them to do some schoolwork or learn a lesson or perhaps be able to share something that they'll grow from. They're, we didn't get that, did we? It was just them all being... And then and then we didn't have enough Topanga to balance it out either at home. Because we right. saw, like, at home, like, she would have probably been the stabilising person, but we didn't see enough of her to, for there to be the right amount of balance to it. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really continue their characters. Like, they didn't feel like the same characters. And yes, okay, people change and evolve as people, but there's still, like, an essence and a core of who you are, you know? Like, I'm sure you and I are very different to who we were when we were teenagers, but there is still something there, like, your essence that's still the same, you know? You're still dip some cheese in a salad cream you know i'll still eat doritos blue doritos for the rest of my life like i, I had some had blue a... doritos this week actually branded ones 
<laughs> what do you what do you mean what ones are you normally having the absolute basic bitch salted tortilla chips because they're the same oh, okay. thing in a bag oh, okay but, okay but, okay but i was going to a friend's house well you have to i can't i can't buy the 30 pence crisps and turn up with no. those most of them are smashed to bits in the bag I have to. I'll have to turn up with some branded ones, and I bought them in Sainsbury's as well. So fuck knows what I paid. Extortion, yeah. probably. It would have been way yeah. more than a quid. But I yeah. took them, and they didn't get opened. We ate so the. You got to... we, so I t- I took them back home, and we watched Space Force and ate them. Okay, wait, hang on. When you took them back home, did you clear it? with the person where you did. like um, can I take this back or how, no, how did that go I didn't even ask you know when you like you have a few bits out on the table and there's always something like the, the other crisps got opened or like there's a couple of you know who's going to take the rest of the dip I said well I, I don't want to have to carry the dip home in my hand because it's open you know my friend was like please take the things because we won't eat them they'll just so we kind of divvied it out so I took the mm-hmm. crisps back because I knew my husband was already disappointed when I came home with the crisps and they weren't for him so I thought you know what he can have the crisps. Yeah, nice. Branded Doritos. Felt like a queen. And how did they taste? They're all right. Bloody hell! I prefer the I prefer the hot ones, the ones in the red bag. Yeah, they're good. They're good. I'm not a huge but Dorito eater, really. If you get the blue Doritos and then get the nacho cheese dip, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's the worst yeah. dip. I mean, it has a bit of an oily residue when you first open it, but once it's you break even through really the top, cheese is it? Like, what is it? It's cheese flavored goo. Like, it's too. It's, no, it's vegetarian. It's vegetarian at least. It's probably vegan. It's probably just melted plastic. <laughs> it's it's not vegan, unfortunately. I can't do but... no. I can't do the nacho cheese. I like a hummus. Mm-hmm. Um, or my very favorite dip in the whole world is Thousand Island which is yeah. quite rogue but they're quite hard it's quite hard to get a thousand island when it's not christmas or you get it and it's like the multi yeah, yeah you, you know the party it. mix you have to buy it as a set yeah at and, christmas and then yeah. you and then you're stuck with um not sour cream and chive because that one's right but there's another one that's like looks like that there's a cheese and, and, and chive and then there's usually like a garlic and oniony type yeah, yeah. I'm not feeling that i like i like a guacamole as well yeah. Guacamole. Yeah. But I, well, I, I anyway. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got uh, this is an embarrassing story. So, yeah. When. <laughs> this is what we're here for. <laughs> when I was maybe, maybe like 23, 24, so quite, quite young, like a young adult, let's say. Yeah, you're um, grown up though, aren't you? You're trying to make Ish. it seem that you're really young. I, I had a baby at 24, Simon. Well, you're a grown-up. <laughs> okay. All right. I was a grown-up. But uh, F and I went to her cousin's house, and her cousin had, uh, like, a new boyfriend, and I was getting on really well with him, like, talking. This is, like, the first time I'd met him, and he liked the TV show Lost. Mm-hmm. And I was just going on and on and on about how much I loved Lost. And it was like a barbecue or something like that. And we were drinking and doing whatever and doing whatever. That made it sound like drugs. We were just (laughs) drinking. And we then went to go to the shop to get more more alcohol. And I didn't have much money in these days, right? And so I think I bought like a a bottle of rum or a bottle of something. 
bottle of something and some beers and whatever and we take all of the stuff back and we keep drinking and I'm really drunk by the end of the night like really drunk and we didn't open the bottle of whatever it was that I had I had brought and it was like a 20 pound bottle of something mm. and what if I was sober or not as drunk I would have just been just before we go would have been like oh we didn't open it do you mind if I like take this you know or whatever but that wasn't what how I was thinking at this point for some reason so what I did was I picked it up and I like snuck around the side of the house and left it by the front door so I thought smooth I'll leave it there and then when we leave I'll just pick it up and go right but because I drunk and an idiot I just left it on the doorstep like in the middle of the doorstep so then when it came time to leave we opened the door and they're <laughs> like they're like a gift and it, yeah and they're like what's this and I was like trying to put my my now I'm like embarrassed like why am I just trying to hide it so I just sort of standing in front of it like and they're like are you trying to and i was like well no but i but i just and that was and then we and we just left but and then that night when i got back to our flat i like threw up everywhere because i was just so drunk did you step over it got no idea just leave it here did you actually then pick it up i think i then started trying to be like i don't know how this got here please take it you know and they're like you like trying to like give it back give it back now i yeah. i don't i think we left it there i hope we left it there i ended up like calling and apologizing or messaging and apologizing the next day but i mean my my punishment was i spent the night with the toilet you know one mm-hmm. of them nights where you're like half unconscious on the floor and every now yeah. and again you just get up to throw up in the toilet oh um, the times i've so, one of those in many a year but, you know, I was just trying, I I think in my mind, it was more like, oh, God, it was so expensive. So I just keep, but the thing is, is I can't drink spirits even then because it just, I can't handle it. It just ruins me and I end up being sick. So I haven't drunk spirits in, since I was, when I got to 30, I just said I can't drink it anymore. But, uh, but yeah. I can't drink so. whiskey. Whiskey's my, like, I'll just puke. But even, like, just... This is from back in the day when I used to go out. I could just have one and it would make me sick. Mm-hmm. And now even like, and then for a long time, just the smell of it. I, I think it's just then because it's more like a psychological trigger then. The mm-hmm. smell of it just brings it all rushing back. I can't do it. It's horrible. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. But yeah, there but you I go. Take but I took the Doritos. <laughs> but no, but you, so did, I but, you, but you did it the right way. You yeah, know, yeah. You stand just... there. You politely say, "Oh no, no, you you keep them. No, it's fine." And then you wait until they insist. Mm-hmm. No, we really we won't get these eaten. Come on, let's t- take some bits home. I was like, "Fine." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you could say anything, or you'd be like, "Oh, let me take this for when we when you come over to ours, and then we'll crack it open when you come over, and we'll talk about season two a lot." You know, anything like that. Yeah, because I think I probably said, I think I probably said, "Oh, yeah, I'll take these then," because husband will make use of them you know mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but but the, see the real thing is is i wouldn't have wanted it anyway because it makes me sick you know it's just <laughs> what like would you have done? what were you gonna do like take it back I... to the shop the next day and hope that they give you like a gift <laughs> voucher for the yeah. value or can or i just exchange this shop? yeah yeah can, can I, exchange I exchange this, this for, for some bread? blue doritos <laughs> just blue doritos and nacho dip as much as you've got 
<laughs> yeah, I'm sure they really love doing that in the little spa shops. They love it. <laughs> it's more like it's embarrassing for me, but I embarrassed Ethany, you know, as yes. well, because she wasn't drunk. She doesn't get drunk like that. Like Can you she... imagine, like, you're trying to make, like, you've not you've not spent a lot of time with her family, like, the cousin's got mm-hmm. a new boyfriend, like, round you go, here's my mm-hmm. nice boyfriend, please like him, because he's already, he's a bit skint, what's he got going for him, nobody knows, he's wearing a fucking Just... hoodie, didn't even, he's not even put a shirt on, and then mm-hmm. you get really drunk. Mm-hmm. and try and steal something that they're probably not even <laughs> sure that you bought. They probably don't know who bought that bottle of drink. They don't know that you paid for it. They're just like, why is he trying to like siphon some alcohol home with him? Like, has he got a drink problem? Is he a common criminal? Yeah. He's and somehow they let you marry her. <laughs> well, did... If they'd been more what... like Corey, it wouldn't have happened, would it? Overprotective Corey. You'd still well... be single now, wouldn't you? Yes. Well, luckily... Doritos. Luckily, 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 her family loved me. I mean, not in not in like an arrogant way, but like you know, I got in. They kind of mother me, you know. Like it's a oh it's, poor Simon. Oh come on, people, you're one of well, us now. We'll look after you. Yeah, <laughs> but I think also because we have been together for so long. Um, I mean, I know you've been with your husband even longer, you know. But you know, we have been with our partners for so long that. You've kind of just been in... I've been in the family for, like, half as long as she has. Yeah. You know? So, um... Yeah. Yeah. But, but... And that... And the cousin's boyfriend didn't last. I think uh, that probably helped. That, that probably... Later, mate. <laughs> that probably... That probably helped me, you they know? They probably like, we can only keep one of these men in the family. It's too much to have both. Yeah. Which one do we... Which one's got the most promising future? Simon knew more about Lost in that conversation. He was making more sense about <laughs> season four, so keep him. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I would choose people. When I, If my son's bringing someone home, I'm going to be like, right, One Tree Hill, season two. Hayley goes on tour. She gives him an ultimatum, but I believe she's in the wrong. What's mm. your opinion? But I haven't done that. Like My kid's started secondary school and has brought home some new people. And I haven't Ooh. thought to say, what are you into? She had a friend from primary school who sometimes would walk some of the way home with us and he mm-hmm. was into the best TV. I was so like, please, can you be best friends with this kid? He watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. He used to get on at me because I hadn't seen the new season yet. And I'd be like, mate, I'm I'm doing my best here, but I don't, I don't think you quite understand my other TV commitments. I couldn't know how to... But he loved all the best. I'd bring up little random things. He Bob's Burgers he watched. I was like, you're just the coolest kid. Uh, he hasn't come back. He hasn't come to the house. So, I mean, I need to find out what these other kids are watching. Well, can you hear me? Oh, it's there back. We go. We're back. Do you know what was, what was good? I think we can, we can get around that without editing. What was good yeah. was... Or what was different... Is not only did you didn't freeze, but just the sound went. Oh, I stopped moving because I was like, "Oh, so, something's going on here," so I'll just not move at all and wait and see what happens. No, it's good. I mean, it sounds like you were you were hoping that he would be your friend. Well, I he, I mean, he is my friend. If That's I see good. him and I'm not with the kid, I'm still like, "Yo," do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. Um. Yeah. Sometimes I was like, "Come on, influence the these other kids." Like, you know what's up. 
Well, you should be asking, ask him next time you see him to say, hey, have you ever heard of a show called Girl Meets World? I don't think he wouldn't be into it. No. No. People that like Bob's Burgers and like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like Brooklyn, the writing, comedy writing on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like, can you imagine? And then being like, can you watch this? I'd be embarrassed to recommend this to anyone. That's I'm sorry I'm... to any listener that's found this by typing in. I'm going to type into uh, you know Apple <laughs> Podcast my favourite show, Girl Meets World. Not many people's done. Oh, this Ravens. Let me try this. People that love this. people that love Girl Meets World aren't old enough to listen to podcasts. Surely they're not. Are they? Unless maybe they were twelve in 2014. And then maybe I guess they are old enough now. Well, I'm sorry that I'm shitting on your favourite TV show from when you were young, but. I don't. I can't. I'm trying to think of something. I what did I really love? The cami, like the cami, like they just missed a trick. They this could have gone one or two ways. Still could have been on the Disney Channel. What they needed to do was just a show for gr- the grown ups that watched it in the nineties. It needed to they, be a show about what the adults were doing now. They were clearly around. Like I get that Eric didn't want to do loads of acting. Fine, have him pop in and out. But, like, Sean's clearly still around. Mm-hmm. They could have got... They could have asked Rachel. She's got free time. I don't know. Like... But do you know what I mean? They, she's they, busy. I think she's could, quite busy, actually. Yeah. But. but they could have had some new adults as well. That would have been fine. You could have had the parents yes. in it a little bit more. And it could have been... They still could have had kids. And it would mm-hmm. have been about their family life with their kids. But it wouldn't have been, like, how it was. Like, they they could have gone that way. And they should have. Yeah, or they could, and they, or they could have just balanced it with you. You have the parents going through things that are relatable to adults, and we can have more. You know, like how Pixar and Toy Story, like those movies, are so great at layering in jokes that are for the adults yes. that are kind of like double entendres, but you don't. They sort of fly under the radar to kids, but you're sort of catering to both audiences. So they could have done something i I know that's like a high bar to go to but they could have done something along those lines and and if we talk about some of the kids the the kid that plays the love interest for riley he's from like texas or they give him shit about whatever basically being like a redneck or whatever is that wait is that derogatory is the term redneck derogatory I don't know if it's made any official, like, we can't say this anymore list, but it sounds like it is. Okay, yes. It does. I Do mean, you know what I mean? I like, s- it's, it, it's the same way that they called Sean, like, trailer trash, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's well, still, I say you know, this because there's this... Um, oh God, people are going to be in the comments about this. There's, there's this uh, comedy tour, stand-up comedy tour, called the Blue Collar Comedy Tour that was in, like, the early 2000s and it's these like four stand-up comedians and they're very famous but like in america it's kind of contained to america and their whole thing was that they were like from the south and they would call themselves rednecks and they even had jokes like they had like one-liners so one of the guys called jeff foxworthy who's like i think there's some stat that he like sold more comedy albums you know like actual cd albums than richard Pryor. Like something crazy like that, you know, like really 
but in America only, really. But he had this whole thing where it's like, they're one-liners. They said, like, if you've ever stared at a carton of orange juice because it said concentrate, you might be a redneck. Or if your working TV sits on top of your non-working TV, <laughs> you might be a redneck. If you if you go to work without a shirt on, and so does your husband, you might be a redneck. You know, these these kind of things. And so he's kind of... I'd always got the impression that it's sort of a a tongue-in-cheek thing, but I don't know if someone would be super offended by that term. I think I, don't you know. can take, I think he get probably gets away with it because, like you said, he's from the South. Like, I, I feel like if you're from... Like, you can take the piss out of, like, where you're at and above, can't you, with comedy? Mm-hmm. You can't punch down. Yeah, no punching down. So if you're down, actually... Yeah. If you grew up in a trailer and you've got wild trailer park stories, you can take the piss out of living in a trailer and the people that live in the trailer park. Because mm-hmm. you're taking the piss out of yourself, aren't you? Like, you are you know? Yeah. So, so he might get away with it. But if you say, like, this was big, even, like, early noughties was still, like, that's worlds away from where we are now, isn't it? Like, For ch- sure. Like, like, over here we have chavs, don't we? Yeah. That's a, Brit- a British thing, a chav. It's a kid, usually lives on a council estate, wears a tracksuit, goes out committing antisocial behaviour type crimes. Mm-hmm. And Chav is stood for Council House and Violent, which... Is that the, really what that stands for? Yeah. So obviously that feeds into the negative narrative that everyone that grew up in a council house is violent. I've never known that. But it was a, re- and it was a really common phrase, wasn't it? You were a Chav and people would label mm-hmm. themselves Chavs because they mm-hmm. lived a certain kind of lifestyle and they went out in a tracksuit and they all had the little boy racer cars and they all drank cider in the park on a Friday and we're Chavs and so we kind of sp- mm-hmm. speak speak like we're all in gang, gangs mm-hmm. and we're not at all. Like, mm-hmm. um, But it's become like a bit of a derogatory. Th- then it started being used as a weapon against, you know, people that live in social housing. So mm-hmm. it's not really acceptable terminology. I mean, you did pretty much just describe my later teen years. Right. I, I can't, I can't lie. Well, we, but in our day, I don't know if this, this was the same. You know, in your in your neck of the woods, which, <laughs> down here in the old countryside. Yeah, out there in the sticks is that um, <laughs> we had townies. Yeah, we uh, had townies. And Gribos. It was townies and Gribos, or like rude boys and grunges. Which oh, we is did basically... have rude boys. That's too, that's too, like, um, that's too city. We had townies, because the Chavs was a little bit after our teenage years, I think, the Chavs yeah. started. So we had townies, but we didn't call anyone else Gribos, and like emo wasn't a thing yet. Like you, mm-hmm. you, you know, if you were into, I don't know, like your Linkin Park or your Limp Bizkit or you're like you were mm-hmm. heading in that direction, like you would. Yeah. Like really, I was an emo. Like I wore lots of eyeliner and I wore a studded mm-hmm. dog collar and fishnet tights. And I cried in my bedroom a lot. But you wouldn't, <laughs> it, that wasn't a thing. I didn't know that that was a thing. And I don't know whether maybe that's because the internet co- helps coin those kind of phrases and things. But we didn't have mm-hmm. Grebo. I don't. What about Grunger? No. I mean, I knew what that... grunge is like a genre. It's like a genre of music in it. Grunge, or like you dress grunge, but it wasn't used as a a word to call a group of people. Mm-hmm. Right, I don't know like, what in it was. My... <laughs> Just a freak. 
Yeah. <laughs> you, know what I mean? my... you, may, you main street bordering on townie or you're just an other kind you're... of down here. Yeah, right. You're just uh, it's on in the, the wind. Fringe, in the shadows. Or in my school or in like my world, it was so divided. And in, in year nine, so we're in year nine here, we're like, what, 13 going on 14. Yeah. I really got into Limp Biscuit. And Lincoln Park, like their first albums, I really liked it. And I had oh, about nine so about nine months of being like Garibo, trying to skateboard and whatever. Nine months at that age feels like a long time. That's a long and time. Then, like you have a you have a boyfriend for three weeks and that's a big deal. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. time time feels so much uh slower in those t- it's not slower, but it's because things change so much that when we're older like I like I've been working my same job for like 7 years. You know, I've been working my current job longer than I was in secondary school. Yeah. You, you know, we're have, in sec- You have many weeks that are just the same. You do the same yes. thing, but when you're a kid you, it's yeah, it's different, different all, stuff the time. all the time and you're it's, you know, it's puberty as well like you yourself are physically constantly evolving. Yeah, it's, it's new teachers. It's new. Oh, you moved into a different group. It's a new learning new languages. Just everything's new, isn't it? Like your social circle changes. Kids come and go. Yeah, exactly. And, and but I then got into like garage music. Um, you know, I, I did oxide neutrino, so solid. All of these things. I mean, they are like they are absolute bangers. But I only really the ones that made like the main chart I would have heard of, and I, besides that, I've no. I I got into the Lincoln Lincoln Park was my gateway band as well, mm-hmm. and my friend's boyfriend copied me a CD. Um, hybrid theory. He, he'd even like photocopied the album cover. The cover was and, it? Like, a hybrid it theory. The first it was hybrid one. Hybrid theory. Yeah, yeah. It's um, classic. I've still so I've still got that CD like with the fake case and the. Oh, that's dope. Um, so that's how that got started, but in it, I didn't ever leave it. Really. Well, well, one day I came to school and I had, um, shaven lines in my eyebrows. And of this course. was like a, this was sort of a way of letting people know I'm on the rude boy side now. And some, <laughs> and a guy actually came up to me and I'll never forget. I remember teenage simon lived in the shadows right like no i wasn't acknowledged by people or whatever and this guy that was like quite popular just walked past me once and went simon i didn't know that you were a rude boy oh my god (laughs) and in my head i was like i've been noticed i am i'm one of them now i think people say to you i didn't know you were a rude boy it means that neither of you were anywhere near being a rude boy oh yeah do you know what i mean like true if you're a true member of any sort of subculture you don't say it you don't even say it to each other do you like no one said you wouldn't have said to someone you are so emo do you you don't you're just there you're existing and this is who we are yeah that's yeah. hilarious, oh, especially because it's not like it's not like you're an inner city kid, is it? It's not. Do you know what I mean? No, no. I mean I, we grew up in the countryside. I mean we're yeah. in the countryside. We're in a countryside that has a train that goes into London, yes. but well, wasn't I, I using consider it, it like leafy you know? suburbs. Oh, your sound's gone again. I can't hear. But you. I can see you. 
Can you hear me? You can't hear me either. Well, while we're waiting for Tessa to come back, I'm we back. we get oh she's I'm back. back. So I, this yeah, is, you've, we've explained to people that I live in the sticks. This is what happens. <laughs> the, the sound there's, there's goes. There's one sometimes. cable that runs all the way down to Somerset, and we all kind of have to share the same. <laughs> yeah, we've got one mo- one modem, and we're all like. <laughs> Well, but this is the thing, right, is that because we live in the countryside and grew up in, like, villages, we would just we would just roam the streets of the village when we were, before we had cars. And um, it would have been, like, if I'd seen myself, and I, I'd, I've, see, I've got seen pictures from, you know, like, it's rare to get pictures from when we were that yeah. age because people didn't have camera phones and whatever. But I've seen a couple, like, grainy pictures. And if I had now, if I was walking through some garages or around a little alley or whatever and saw myself with my friends, I would be scared. Like, and I don't mean that because, like, oh, I was scary or anything, but because we spent our time hoods up, you know, like Parker jackets, yeah. all wearing like, you know, like quote unquote rude boy type stuff. And we would just hang out as a group of like eight or 10 of us in like back streets or villages and things, just smoking weed and, and doing antisocial things, like just doing stupid stuff. Um, but it's horrible because my biggest fear or one of my biggest fears is I hate that. Like I hate walking, I, walking past kids that are that kind of age because they're reckless yeah. you know and uh like i'm not i've never had any issues or anything i live in an incredible especially now where i live now is incredibly safe like i walk out with luna at like two in the morning to take her to the you know the grass and it's pitch black and i feel incredibly safe but uh there's some there's the fear of being beaten up by a teenager do you know what i mean that's but that's because you've been fed the chav narrative, haven't you? You've mm. been fed the like all kids that wear tracksuits are out and about and they're they're there to terrorise you, right? And they're not really. And we I were mean, never they, aggressive or violent. Like, like we were nice kids, you know. Yeah. But we just but yeah. we were just bored. We were just bored. Yeah, I had some kids um a couple of years ago. They were out in the street, and there was a group of like thirty of them. But that's mm-hmm. quite intense. That's very intense. And in, like in my town, would I go out on my own at ten o'clock at night and feel completely safe? No, partly because I'm a woman, so I'm naturally trained to never feel safe. Um, <laughs> that's so to, sad. Like, I have yes. to, I have to just be on guard at all times. Um, but partly just because of where I live. But this, there were like a group of like thirty kids, and they it was around Halloween, and they were like smashing the pumpkins on people's doorsteps you know we're like mm-hmm. kids have made those like so i opened the door That's and was sad. like i think i shouted like can you fucking not like can you not like i don't hang out all you want you're a little bit noisy i'll turn the telly up but can you not like smash shit kids i think i shouted like my kids been ages making that like thinking i've got to explain to her in the morning why her pumpkins like paste on the ground That's horrible what did they say they came back later on and threw a fucking firework at my house. Is what they did. Simon. Jesus Christ! Oh my god! So I had to proper like ring the police. Like these kids, they threw a fucking and I didn't know. I I didn't know it was a firework at the time. I don't think I. It was just I was looking out the window and it hit the windowsill. 
just oh, the thing on fire. It could have been like a glass bottle. It could have been like a fucking Molotov cocktail. So I was like, oh my God. And I've, and it's funny because I've worked with teenagers. Like I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't frightened of them when I went on the doorstep and said like, can you not? Like I wasn't thinking there'll be repercussions to this. Yeah, that's horrible. I'm more just thinking now that, you know, like you have a kid like as well. Yes, like my husband wasn't home. Like she was asleep upstairs in bed. And I thought, what if that had come through the fucking window and my house was on fire? Like what? Like, I mean, I would have got her out. But can you imagine? Like, what the fuck? So what happened? Well, the the police, the police came and were like, what did they look like? And I was like, well, the street was filled with smoke, but they were like 30 kids in hoodies. Oh, well, we can't find anyone with that description. I was like, well, how many groups of 30 children are walking around in one go? It's like all the kids have charred all together. Yeah, um, is that not all of the kids <laughs> yeah. where you live? But the school, like, word got round, I'm guessing, because it was probably on Snapchat, look how hilarious it is, us throwing a firework at a house, and the school knew who they were. Ooh. And I wasn't home. My husband was here, like, the, the next day, a couple of days later, and, like, they made some of the kids come and knock on the door with a bunch of flowers for me. Oh, good. Like, where they felt bad and they were like, they missed out on some football thing they're going to be doing. And, like, I don't think it was all of them. I don't think it was the kid that actually launched the firework. But some kids in the group were obviously like, we got swept up in this mob mentality and we actually feel bad about it. Okay, well, that's good. Or, and I think that's always the case. Like, if you can get a kid on their own, out yep. just in a one on one conversation, you can always just, like, get get through to them i mean that's crazy i mean we did we did some stupid shit we didn't do anything like no. like that you Can know you like, they bur- and they wouldn't have intended it, it was just a fright like look how funny this is this firework thing and it, it was that time of year like they're on sale like they're not that hard to get hold of like but like i, I don't think they would have even you don't think ahead as a teenager you're just thinking how no. funny the very thing that you're doing right now is Without yeah. thinking, if I burnt the house down, I would have gone to a young offenders. Yeah, that is, well, it's like, like you could have killed someone. Yeah, they I mean, don't, the you just don't I... think that far ahead, do you? With any shit you do, like we used no. to throw, like we'd finish our bottles of alcohol and then throw the glass bottles at trees, hoping they'd break. In an mm-hmm. area where like people walk their dogs, there was like a little pitch and putt thing. And now mm-hmm. I would, I, I like, me and my kid go out litter picking now because I can't fucking stand it. Like, I never would, but I never would have thought, like, what if a dog <laughs> trod on this or a kid and uh, I felt yeah. really bad about it? Like, because you well, just I've, don't. You're just thinking well, about the very thing you're doing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've had um, Luna's split her paw open on, like, a piece of glass and she had to have, um, like, go on the general anaesthetic to have it, like, stitched up. Um, oh. So it's like... Yeah, glass on the floor really pisses me off for that reason. But um, yeah, I mean, we did stupid shit. Like we like egged houses and things uh, on Halloween. And, uh, you know, that's not cool because if someone egged my house, I'd be pissed because you got to clean that shit off. But also like, what the fuck? So, but you don't, you're not thinking. The fun of throwing an egg and watching it break on something, that's so satisfying. Like I'd enjoy that now. Like right. throwing a glass bottle and hearing it smash, incredibly satisfying. What yes. we need is just places, you know, you can go to like an archery range, but just yeah. throw what with you want. eggs. Yeah, can you imagine I mean, ve- the, like, how vegans would hate it. Would it's just, a it's vegan nightmare. I was just swing by the egg oh, range. The sound's gone again. I thought you. I think you would have laughed at that vegan joke. She'll be back. She'll be back. 
She's taking a sip of Pepsi Max from a straw. And she's back. I'm back. What's really, what's really good is that you're not speaking when that goes, and I'm continuing to give commentary on what you're doing. So Yeah, but you could have slagged me off in those few seconds, and I wouldn't know until I hear it back. I, I wouldn't do that. I, I was saying that throwing eggs at some sort of range would be great, but it'd be like a vegan nightmare. Yeah, the vegans chickens. might they might protest it, but no, you're right. You don't think about it at all. Um, and littering. So this happened yesterday. I was walking, I was walking Luna, and I was in this like we live very blessed. We live very close to like just open fields and forest, and there's like a river that Luna likes going in and whatever. It's like beautiful, and so I'm over there. Luna's in the river. She literally gets in the... There's this bit where it's like a little sort of cove and she just gets in and stands there and it like the water comes up to like sort of just beneath her her uh, like mouth and then she just looks at me and we just stand there for a few minutes and then I'm like, are you good? Yep, okay, off we go. And I was doing that and there's these two kids that had come through and I'm guessing a lot of kids are going to this, there's a little bridge over this river and I guess a lot of kids are going here and like just smoking weed and whatever because there's actually like a little sign there now saying, warning, police, monitor this area, (laughs) you know, that sort of thing. And I see these two kids, they're probably like 14, something like that. If I was to label them, they would have been in the towny rude boy, you know. They were wearing the tracksuits and whatever. And they're both drinking LucasAid Sport, like plastic bottle drinks, right? And as they're walking off, I need to go that way too. And I'm thinking, I bet they're going to, they're going to finish them drinks and just throw them on the floor, you know, in, in the in the woods. And that really pissed me off because I go here every day and it's like immaculate. So don't just don't do it. I think if I see them do it, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to go to them and go, hey, you drop this, you fuck. Like, I wouldn't say the fuck bit, but I would just be like, hey, you drop this, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I lose them. They like go on and I'm I'm thinking this in my head and, you know, I think it's not going to happen. I get around the corner and there's the bottle on the floor and I look up and one of them, their hands are empty. They don't have it. So they blatantly just threw it on the floor. And I'm like, this is my chance. I was like, shall I pick it up? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, what if I pick it up and give it to him and say, hey, you dropped this. And he's just like, fuck off. And then I say something like, you take this or I'm going to smack you in the face with it. And then I think, fuck, and now I have to throw down and I'm having a fight with a 14-year-old. What if he wins? What if he beats me up and my dog's watching? What if what <laughs> no, someone drives... there watching. And then every time you look at her in the eyes, you know that she's like, you're pathetic. You got beat up by Blazing Squad. And then so <laughs> I... I... As this is all going on, I've spent too long thinking about it. He's gone. But and the, and the other thing was, I thought I didn't actually see him drop it. So I was like, well, because I didn't see him do it. What if I go and accuse him of it and he didn't actually do it? He there put it is in his bag his other or hand, something. Like, and then you just right. oh, there's a magic third bottle I've touched and it's actually full of urine. <laughs> Uh, and I had it. I had Ethne's head in my mind because I, as the older I'm getting, the more jaded I'm becoming to all of humanity. Like yeah. I walk down the street and I'm like, don't want people looking at me or near me. I don't know mm-hmm. when this happened, but I I had her in my head saying, you know, 
give believe in the good of people like benefit of the doubt that you know not people aren't all evil um so i thought okay so is this i've done the right thing i've not done it if i'd seen him drop it i've there i feel like i've got the right to say hey you drop this go put it in the bin but so then effie said okay so but did you pick up the bottle and i was like no i didn't pick that up i don't know because <laughs> I got OCD and I was yeah, like I would have done it for a, the moment you need a litter picker when me and the kid go we've got like long grabby stick things well you she said I should have I should have used Luna's poo bag to pick it yes. up yes so hindsight at least you got your poo bags because I swear to god the amount of dog shit everywhere right the next person that I see not pick up a dog shit will get like all years and years of pent up rage of never actually catching anyone in the act, so I can't say anything. That one person mm-hmm. will get it all. Would they you pick have a up head. The head just... say you, you dropped this. You didn't pick this up. Yeah, like I've, I know you never catch anyone doing it, do you? It's the five a.m. walkers. I'm not getting up especially early to catch them. But the next first person I see catch them, just, just it's all just going to come pouring out of me like lava. I think that's fair. I mean, yeah. though. Mm. I mean, are you familiar with the stick and flick rule? Are you going to come up with an excuse why at a time when it's okay to live dog shit? Because you will not convince me there's never a time. I don't care okay. where you left it. But what if you're in the middle of like, the woods, right? And you know the expression bear shit in the woods? Yeah. But the kids dogs walk in sometimes... the woods. Kids walk in the woods. Yeah, Foragers no, like right. to walk in the woods. I don't what are they foraging with... for? I go, me and the kid go blackberry picking. I trod in dog shit, Simon. I had to stand in the street. That's not... My kid stood there. You know you said about you being embarrassed with beating up in front of your dog? No one wants to be stood in the stream trying to get dog shit off their shoe in front of their kid. No one. That was my life. I actually took pictures of all the shit that we saw on that walk and posted them on the local Facebook page. That's where I'm at. I'm like a 60-year-old woman now moaning about things on the local Facebook page. But that's how cross I was. I took photos of every shit I saw. After I got home that day with a wet shoe. Oh, God. Even if you're in the woods... No, it's okay. Without a poo bag, I don't care. If you've got a sock on, use your sock. <laughs> use your bare fucking hand. Walk home and then wash it. Fair. No, no, I agree. I agree. And I will remember that. Next time future. you stick and flick, think about me, blackberry picking. Shit on the shoe. <laughs> the kids stood there watching me in the stream. Think you think on that. No, no that's fair. That's fair. That's, that's a hard fair. day. <laughs> Sorry for bringing it back up. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes, to the original point, kids do stupid things and do get swept up in it. And I think, and we've said this before loads of times, that there are literally the frontal lobe of your brain hasn't developed yet to sort of reflect on actions and things. And that's why we all go through this like crisis in our 20s of like, oh my God, what did I do for the last 15 years of my life? Or, uh, well, some I did. I don't know if everyone does, but... Hopefully you get it worked out by the time you're... When? When do we work it out? I don't know. It's 25 when your frontal lobe is fully grown, which I've learned from watching murder documentaries. Yeah. Um, Around that time, yeah, like your mid-20s. Yeah. So are you... When do you become, like, the grown-ups? Well, I think... We're the grown-ups in the room, but I'm not... I, I always think there needs to be someone more senior everywhere than me because I can't definitely 
Definitely. It worries me. This is this is the thing at work is but you that... run your own company. Like you can't there's no who do you turn to? Where's your grown up that's actually in charge? I do I do have one. Like as in do I you have, have a mentor. Yeah, well I have a so I have we have we have to have what's called a registered manager, which is someone that's uh what's the word? Uh, accountable to the CQ to the CQC and the CQC is like our regulator they're like the Ofsted of care so to speak Mm -hmm. and um sorry if you already know this and I'm telling telling you to suck eggs but the um I understand that expression I would need to be taught how to suck an egg whole why it sounds like a terrible idea what if it cracks has it got a shell on it is it hard boiled am I sucking the egg out of the shell or is it am i sucking a whole egg like a gobstopper so i actually do need to be taught how to suck eggs answers on a postcard this, <laughs> see, this is why you need the grown-up ask your person next time your registered manager mm-hmm. well he he's the grown-up and he's older like he's like maybe in his late 50s yeah, um perfect so perfect. yeah he's he's good and that's literally like employed him for that reason yeah. but so, yeah the accountability and the responsibilities always lies with me. And that's part of, like, my mum uh, had been had drilled it into me when, because my mum used to be the registered manager. This is, like, my I brought my mum in to do that role. And uh, she doesn't do it anymore. She's back to teaching now. But she drilled it into me that if anything goes wrong, I'm the one that's going to prison. And, like, this was, like, the catchphrase. It was, like... Yeah, we we if you don't want to do that policy, we won't write that policy, but you're the one that will go to prison. Okay, let's do the policy. That's what you need though. You need that grown up to say that to you to make you do the things that you need to get done. Yeah. And it yeah. means your business is the best that it could possibly be, it's the safest it could be, compliant, all that shit. Yes. But sorry, we I've I've drifted off. Wait, the the frontal lobe thing. Do you also think it may be I don't know like why why does it develop at that point because I think there's I wonder if it developed earlier whether things would be harder and I mean that I'm trying to think of um so this is a bit of a dark turn but the when we were just I know I was just saying about you're the one that goes to prison so I've spoken about this very briefly on the podcast and not really in depth, but there was a moment, a moment of my life where when I had this car accident and thankfully everything was okay. um, But there was a moment where I had to be sat down at 17 years old and be told if some, if someone that one of the passengers that was in my car, who was in a, in a bad state, um recovered thankfully but at this point didn't know they're like if the worst happened that you could be charged with uh death by dangerous driving and could face up to 10 years in prison and i got told that at 17 sat down with my parents in the room obviously it doesn't matter when you got someone's you know life on the line but um and again, thankfully, it was all it was all okay, and you know, not, none of that happened, etc., etc., etc. But that is a lot of weight to have. Like it broke me. At, yeah. I was broken at the time, and yeah. broken for a while. 
but I didn't really process it even properly until maybe a couple years ago. And that's not even a joke. Like I spoke to uh, the guy, the the passenger. We had like an hour long phone call after not speaking for like 15 years or however long it had been, uh, which was really healthy and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm thinking if like my mind now then obviously I wouldn't have been in that position anyway uh but if I had been able to reflect and work I think I could have been even worse yeah but then at the same time you wouldn't be doing dumb shit like that I don't know like why is it that it doesn't did I just take this on a really dark path no 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 you didn't I appreciate you sharing well because I know you say you wouldn't find yourself in the same situation and maybe things might not have transpired exactly the same way but it's quite easy to shit I've caused something terrible and now now that I think we can agree that both of us are chronic overthinkers like we <laughs> would actually have just driven ourselves into insanity and I'm not exaggerating when I say insanity like mm-hmm. I, I like I I, f- I feel guilt and sit and reflect for hours over saying a joke that didn't land very well and I'm worried I've upset someone. Like, so mm-hmm. I can't imagine being like, oh, someone might die. The blame can be laid with me. I'm dealing with mm-hmm. the guilt of that. And then I might have to live in a prison. Like, mm-hmm. I would actually just... I mean, my insanity defence would be lined up because before the trial, <laughs> I would have already... Do you know what I mean? Like, I would have... Yeah. So I know what you're saying. When we're young, perhaps... Things, I mean, huge things happen and they still impact you at the time, but you're less, I think you feel like you have less to lose as well. Like now, if it happened now, you'd be like, oh my God, I'm a parent, I'm a spouse, I've got a house, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. all, all those other things as well. Whereas you're kind of young and reckless when you're 17 because you think all I'm living for is this moment. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not saving for anything. I'm not working towards anything. I'm not building a family or you're just fucking about um, but then on the other hand, you could say that you were going through something that 17 year olds just aren't equipped to deal with. So if you had faced a trial, like you wouldn't, f- when you, when you got in the car, I mean, I don't know the circumstances. I'm not expecting you to go into it now, but let's, let's pretend for example, that you would like, you were really recklessly driving. Like you mm-hmm. would, you wouldn't have comprehended when you did that, that these could have been the consequences because you don't think that far ahead. Whereas an adult now, mm-hmm. you're really like, oh my God, I've got a brake light out, I better get that sorted. Or, you you know, you really like, you make sure your car's safe, your kid's in a car seat, you're driving the speed limit. You you know, like you really take care of that shit. Well, you don't do that when you're young. Mm. And I'm guessing that's a frontal lobe thing. Like you don't think of any forward planning. For sure. So and, then of and... course you're not equipped to deal with any consequences either. Like if someone said to you when you're 17 or you might go to prison, you don't even really fully know what that would mean either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've actually only... I feel like I think I've only actually said that out loud to maybe apart from like family. I probably only said it like maybe that might be like the fourth time in my life that I've even said it out loud after the moment of it happening because I mean obviously it didn't happen but uh I don't know I wouldn't ever want it to be thought of as a I don't know what the words are. I'd like to, uh, 
you know, like as if it's anything cool or anything or anything yeah. like, uh, ooh, like that almost happened or ooh, ooh that like G. it's like... No, but it, it's very, it it's very like, obvious that you're not coming at it from that angle. No, but I, I, I think it's more like, um, I don't know, like it's... I mean, it's easy. It's the worst thing that ever happened in my life. Like, yeah. it's the worst thing. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's also a mixture of, and these aren't excuses, but just more the reality of it. It was it's a mixture of all kinds of things, you know, and angst and anger, like misplaced anger and all kinds of things uh, from that time of my life. I was incredibly lucky, but I often think about how it must have broken my parents. Well, I know it did. Like I, I'll never forget the look on my, on like my, my mum's face when she came to the hospital and I had, uh, well, we were all really messed up, but I had like, you know, oxygen mask on and like all the neck braces and everything. And, uh, she just like broke down like in the, uh, and I could in the hallway or the lobby or whatever, as I was being wheeled through, and I couldn't tell her that I was okay because I had the stuff yeah. on. I was trying to tell her, I mean, I wasn't okay, but I was trying to tell her that I'm not like crazy badly injured. You know, I had like some cracked ribs or whatever. And I don't know, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like the other passengers, you know, that again, I have to reiterate, you know, I'm very lucky that, you know, everyone was okay, but it's, um, I, I didn't, I guess what my point, my point is, is that when, it all was okay and like I had sort of uh you know spoke with everyone afterwards and recovered and everyone recovered and I got um I did get charged with uh driving without due care and attention which was more than fair um and had like a 90 day ban didn't even get points got a 90 day ban and I had to pay 200 pound fine because i damaged a tree but the um oh my god so the fine was not for the kids for the tree no no yeah i mean i think the the passengers got paid out from insurance and stuff but um but but yeah and the i guess the um but when we left because we then moved from cornwall and left to come come back to Hertfordshire it was like I will never think about this again like I can't think about it because it's so painful and then I basically didn't for like 15 years and like 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 as in I knew it happened and you know I'd spoken obviously to Ethany about it and stuff and explained it but I never really allowed myself to think about it and then when we got to and this is to round back to the frontal lobe stuff is that when I think your frontal lobe develops but then do you have actual time when you're in your mid twenties or whatever to unpack all of this stuff that you're starting to reflect upon and go through it. And I don't think you do because at that point you're in your career, you're working, you're doing whatever you've got kids, you know, some people do or whatever's going on. And so when it got to lockdown and everything stopped and everything, and you can't work, you can't go out, you can't do whatever. And you're forced to be with yourself. Um, and I know it's not just me. So many people then went through hard mental health times because I think you're then forced to look at yourself and go through everything. And that's what happened to me is I ended up unpacking and going through. Like I didn't mean to. It just kept coming up and coming up and coming up. And I had to then work through it, work through it. And then I was finding myself reaching out to people, like reaching out 
uh to, you know one of the passengers and stuff and having we had a really good conversation i mean it was very it's like very odd but like i think cathartic hope for, I, for both of us i hope you know and um i'd spoken to the other passenger previously anyway like it, you know it was like a but with so many different things and i think it's taken me the best part of about two and a half years to get through it all and um so now I'm hoping that I can just move forward but like with life and not live in the past because it's also dangerous to live constantly looking backwards because yeah. you're missing out on your current, you know, because you spend the whole time thinking about things that have happened. So it's like you've got to... So this, in closing, I feel like you have to take accountability, responsibility, atone make your amends if you can like amend in ways even if it's not directly to people but just in that in the world in the atmosphere putting positive energy out to to balance it you have to learn from it grow from it and then move on and you have to let it go and that is the hardest part i think is the letting it go there's a lot sorry for sure the hardest part of letting go that was beautiful that was a feeny moment we just had there (laughs) That was a feeny Thank- moment. Thank you. Oh, God. But I yes, don't. you're right, yeah. And a lot, it takes, we, we pack things away when we don't want to deal with them mentally. That's what we do. And that's what you did. It was painful. You didn't want to deal with it. You'd moved away. You thought, this is, I can be done with this quite easily. I'll just pack this in this little box. But the effort of trying to keep the box shut, then, like you say, it stops you living in the present and it stops you doing anything else because it's always there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of people did a lot of, growing and evolving and stuff didn't they during lockdown and they had to like you say they had to just kind of sit with themselves and for sure like the world went silent didn't it and all you had was yourself like yeah but but once you get through it and if you can be with yourself like now i mean like I, I enjoy time on my own. Like walking Luna is like one of my favorite things to do. And I often I try and do it about listening. I, a lot of the time I want to listen to podcasts, um, but a lot of the time I won't listen to anything and it's, and it's nice. And it's the, the, one of the other things that I discovered through lockdown is the power of looking up. And this is like my best advice. Have I said it before? No, but I, I'm waiting for what you're going to say because I think I'm just going to really agree with it. Okay, well, it's the power goes, of... <gasps> Me too, but finish what you're going to say just in case you go off somewhere different. I'm like, oh, no, that's not the one. <laughs> well, I think it's the power of looking up, meaning that I like looking at the top of trees because we don't often do it. Like, we're, we're usually either looking down or looking straight. But if you look up and you look at the top of trees and you're seeing them moving in the wind it's really surreal of like wow like look at this look at where i am look at where i am in this moment right now and uh the fact that it makes you feel very insignificant but in a beautiful way in that i am just a being here right now i'm like an animal that's on this planet right now and i could be gone tomorrow i could be gone in 50 years from now who knows but i'm here right now and there's birds in the trees and things are moving and it sort of makes you feel grateful and present like to be here right now and so whenever i'm trying to track while i'm trading off i try and complete the thought of well remember i learned this or remember you did this or did that so it's over and then try and look up and try and be 
present. Um, and we actually named our son after that. Um, because I came home once and told that to Ephany and she really liked it. Um, and then we wanted to name our son after it so that we could try and be present with him, you know, when he came and that's, and that's where his name came from. What's so. that? Do, do you see my Instagram stories this week? I do it quite a lot where I just, I just post pictures of this guy and I'm like, can you all just fucking appreciate this please? And sometimes <laughs> I think, is everyone else just like, is she had, has she had a joint and she's just sat there like <laughs> mellow and chill and just enjoy like and trees. I fucking love trees. I've actually got like a top mm-hmm. list of my favorite trees. Like, <laughs> let's hit, let's hear it. What's, what are they? It's, they're not types. They're specific trees that exist on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the the top one, my nan and granddad, my granddad planted a poplar tree. A poplar tree is like a really tall, thin one, right? They get really high. And he planted it in like, I think the mid 60s, mid to late 60s. And it had, he put like a birdhouse on it quite high up. And now obviously it's like, just absolutely ginormous. Like you can see it like all around the town. Like I've lived in houses, like not really near them, but I could see the tree from my window. So that's my favourite tree in the whole world. That's awesome. That's really cool. If anyone ever buys that house in the future, they're going to cut that tree down. I will chain myself to that fucking tree. If it's over a certain height, I think uh, you have to get planning permission or, yeah. it, or you yeah. can't. So like I will, I will absolutely like, not let them cut that tree down. Oh, no. The sound's gone again. It's okay. Tessa knows to stay quiet. She looks so upset. She was on such a good hype about the trees. Be sure to bring that tree energy back. Oh, tree she's energy. back. Tree energy. But yes, I look I look up at the sky quite a bit. And I do just, it just does make you feel like, it makes you feel small and insignificant, but part of something at the same time. Yes. And my favourite time is like dusk. It's my favourite time of day. And if I go out walking, I and one of the other reasons I love it is that people started to put their lights on in their homes, but not shut their curtains. Okay. And not in a peeping Tom way, but in like a... I don't, I don't even really need to see the people in the rooms. I just need to get a vibe of the house, right? And I walk through an area that's like suburbia. And during the day, it makes me feel uncomfortable because it's a little bit too like... We clean our cars every week and we mow our lawn and it's just a bit nice and I don't like it. But nighttime mm-hmm. is different. And I... I think to myself, there's like people, like a, there's a whole universe or sort of more than one universe in every house that I walk by. Mm-hmm. Isn't there? Like your world is your universe. In these houses, there's like, there might be five universes in one house and they're all different. Mm-hmm. And I walk past, I just think someone in that house could be dying right now or someone could be giving birth or someone could be like, in every house. Mm-hmm. So I just walk along, I'm looking at the sky, there's the moon, like what? Yeah. Because no, I, I find agree. it really hard to be present, like I, because I just like I'm I'm an overthinker, so my brain doesn't ever really switch off and just think about what I'm doing, except mm-hmm. for like when I look out the window, and I see that beautiful like sunset sky, and I'm like, oh my god, look at it, and it changes, doesn't it? Like a sun, like every you could look away and look back ten seconds, it looks different again. Mm-hmm. I love that, and, yeah. and I think I think that's why I like podcasting so much. Because it forces you to be present in the conversation. Like yeah. I can't be thinking about any other things because I, I'm I'm listening to you and then responding and obviously enjoying the conversation. But you can't it for you have to be present. Yeah, because otherwise you'd lose your train of thought and then you trail off. Like you'll know if like I've slipped and I'm not present for a moment because I'll just start like 
gap filling of just random words where I'm trying to get back to where I was (laughs) (laughs) but you're right like when you're in conversation like and you're if you're talking about something you're passionate about you're on a roll or whatever like you that is all you're thinking about isn't it Mm-hmm. and there's have... no distractions from your phone or anything like yeah. you can't be looking at your phone like i used to get dom in the early days he can't multitask at all like i can't multitask either but he really can't and so if he's looking even if he's just unlocked his phone he's not hearing you anymore and so when i used to do it on purpose like as to like as a joke is that if he went to open his phone i would just suddenly stop what i was saying and be like don't you think and he'd be like, "Yeah, or just stop. Wait for him what? to notice that you haven't said anything." Yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't, and it's just an hour of silence. <laughs> it's brilliant, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. The looking, looking up the 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 power of being present, and it is really difficult. And I think so many people, and the working from home culture now makes it really hard for people. Because you're not used to even just all them little social interactions you used to have, like in the office or commuting oh God, somewhere or whatever. Oh. Yeah, okay. I hate I mean, it too. People, but... A lot of people miss that, but like, no thanks. We can leave that in the past. <laughs> <laughs> it, <it's> an, <laughs> I think it's an adjustment. It's an adjustment. Like as in when I got Luna because I was working from home and was lonely and bored. That's like where she, that's how she came into our lives. It's because one day I looked out my window and there was a cat in our garden. This is in our previous house. And I was just watching a cat out of the window. And I told Ethany when she got home from work, I was like, it was the best part of my day. And I was like, that's a bit sad, isn't it? The next day the cat was there again. I went out and put milk for it. And I was like, it's the best part of my day. Was it cow's milk? Oh, probably. Cats Is that bad really... for cats? Yeah, it's not great. Well, I, mean, I never saw the cat. I never saw the cat again. So they, they, they can't. They're lactose intolerant. <laughs> well, you, you okay. actually killed it. <laughs> yes, that's why it I never saw it. itself to death. <laughs> well, now no cat would ever come into our garden because even if Luna like hears a noise, she just runs out there to try and like kill anything. So oh, nice. Yeah, well, so <laughs> what were you, where were we? Girl what were meets, you talking about. Uh, we the, oh my god! Work. I know how we got. We was. I was about to bring up the kid that plays like the Texas kid, and then we just went. I don't even know where Red we went. Rednecks. We went to Rednecks. There we go. We can work our way from Chavs. There we go. Okay, the redneck kid. It, it, like I feel. Again, I'm not trying to be mean to kids, but his acting felt the most wooden to me he was supposed to be the like a heartthrob which was weird because in a way he was meant to be like the topanga character and that's not how topanga was framed she wasn't framed as like he's the hot girl that they're gonna like was she like it was it was just odd it was just odd to me that it was like he had a lot of makeup on the first thing I said was like, "How much makeup are these kids wearing?" Or, I yeah. mean, him especially, but all of them. The hair's perfectly curled. Like I was just a bit like, "This is a bit." No one does. This is too much. When I went to school, I mean, I wouldn't have gone without like putting my eyeliner on or whatever. But I absolutely did not. Did it, people have time to get heated curler out in the morning? Well, I think we're like struggling with the super crisp hd of yeah. new girl but just don't go so close 
There's a lot of super close-ups. But I think he... Like, and he was fine, but yeah, you're right. He didn't have any quirkiness about him, or and and there wasn't really much chemistry between him no. and Riley. It was like, hey, Riley is kind of like drooling over him. Okay, fine, but there's no. What's their like connection? What are they bonding over? You know, that's not just it physical. Was, I, I get the impression later on that it became a love triangle from the little bits and bobs that we watched, that it was he's going to choose between the two friends. And there were scenes, like, with him on a window seat, and there were actually the three of them having a conversation about how they don't know how to... who who should go out with who. Like, what? 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 If you and your mate had both liked the same girl, would the three of you have sat and had a conversation about, so how are we going to work this out? Which one of us is going to go out with... You absolutely would not, would you? No, we'd both just be bad mouthing the other one to the yeah. girl when they're not around. Or, or you'd both just, or like some Geico. Or you might just be like, do you know what? Let's just leave it because we're just going to fall out about this. Or you'd just fall out about it and one of you go out of her. Or you both sneakily try and go out with her behind the other ones, behind the other ones back, like a true gentleman. Just is that what is that, does keep that happen? It... <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I think fr- when, yeah. Oh no! Don't. I was going to tell a story, and how much? Yeah, like, I want to hear I, it because I had to pause. I was suddenly like, "Oh, and I've doubted myself." There was a guy that I really liked, and by really liked, I mean like I would say like first love, like infatuated love, really. Okay. Yeah. And we were sort of a thing, but we weren't ever like, "You're my boyfriend. I'm your girlfriend." Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he ever knew quite how much I liked him. Okay. But then one of our like mutual friends, a guy told him that he liked me and it fucking ruined it so he was then like oh i can't really like so and so that let's call him steve his name's not steve steve really mm-hmm. likes you so we can't be together like they were he was really good I, whether he might have been used it as an excuse but he really was so loyal to his friend so then i was like I, f- I fucking hate Steve now. He's ruined it. I do- that that's crazy. Like, we, as in, like that's very gentlemanly or whatever yeah, you want to call it. Been, but- we would have been like fifth. This was at the start of like year eleven, so we would have been like fifteen. That's crazy. I, I mean, I never had a situation sort of like that, but I had situations with um, the classic, the girl that got. Um, that got fingered on the dance floor and yeah. broke, you know, it was heartbreaking for me. Um, she, before that had happened, I, me and this other guy were both trying to like, you know, get in with her and whatever and talk, talking to her and, and, and whatever. But he had a girlfriend and, uh, dude, and we, but, and we were both sort of at the same time, both sort of trying to charm her or whatever. And it just got to a point where I was just like in front of this girl. I was like, um, oh yeah, cool. So you're going to see your girlfriend later. Yes. <laughs> I just threw it out there. Yes. And he was like, and I was like, like why, well, would you, why did you not say to him like, fucking step aside, mate. You've already found someone. I'm desperately trying to go out with anyone here. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to win this race. Greedy. The greed yeah. of some people. Fuck off. 
Yeah. We're but all just I mean, trying to find someone, aren't we? So we're just because we just feel completely lonely and unfanciable. Like, come on. Yeah, I miss all just the insecurities of these oh, ages God. as well. It's just that you want to feel wanted and all, all the rest of it. Yeah. But but you you have to go through these like teenage things so that when you get to you know the real relationship that you're going to be with that you are ready for it you know and you're not and it's just really good fun like at the time it's torture in it and you're just like you just feel completely bereft with it all and it's just the worst thing in the world but i look back now and i think there were there were things when i was a teenager that i was deeply unhappy a lot of the time there's a lot of things that i wouldn't want to do again but that those things that really, when you look back, were insignificant compared with the other stuff. But they were good fun, and that 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 makes the teenage that is the teenage experience for sure. And and the the things that I think back on and laugh now is how naive I was. Like as in how I think I definitely have someone that is like a late bloomer in terms of maturity. I mean, I'm, yes. I wouldn't consider myself mature at all now, obviously. But <laughs> still, still waiting I, for that to kick in. He's still right, but I mean, I was always behind everyone in terms of knowing what was going on, and like even to the point I can laugh at this. We've got to laugh at this now, right? Is that this is that same girl that same girl she before the fingering on the dance floor you know tragedy she was way more advanced in these in things than i mm-hmm. than i was and um one time nothing 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 heavy right we were like just kissing and uh but in like round the corner somewhere like there was like a social group called k2 and there was like a pool table in there and stuff and we were like this is it at night and we were like round the corner in there and she's obviously trying to be all sort of salacious and whatever and um god this is so cringe to say and she was like she was like i'm so wet right and i didn't i didn't know what that meant and i was like i was like thinking is it raining like what did are you stepped in are you trod in a puddle or something like what did i spill a drink on you like what's happened and i don't think i were you like how old is this you're gonna be like like, no no i was like 17 17 maybe 16 so yeah, no, I was about. This is must have been must like, have been seventeen. This is growing up in a time where we didn't have access to internet pornography, mm-hmm. so we hadn't watched a lot of slippery when wet, <laughs> right. and um, really poor sex education at school. That's the combination of those things, isn't it? Like, no, yeah. you have you have the chat. You know about penis getting erect, but no one ever says. Mm-hmm. Your vagina should get moist. No one ever... Who says that? <laughs> when I used to do sex yeah. education in schools, like, I would always throw that out there. Like, that's going to... Like, why are we not... We, why do we talk about, bo- like, boners? Like, mm-hmm. male reproductive organs being ready f- and aroused for sex and not the other mm-hmm. side of things. But that's, yeah. that's hilarious, though. I could have, like, what did you... You just, like, okay. I, I didn't know. <laughs> I'm just, just going to you, but thanks. <laughs> Well, I think she was probably like saying well, she was it like for as you in to do something, wasn't she? To do like, something, yeah. I didn't do nothing. I was just like, 
I don't know what's going on. Do you need an umbrella? Like, what, what's happening? Like, yeah. Oh, but I still don't think I probably even understood for a, for a while longer. Like, as in, things progressed. Because you can't ask you know? someone, what are you going to do? Go around to your mate in a minute and go, guys, like, she said she was wet. Like, what the fuck? Because you know that it's something that you're clearly supposed to know what it means already. So you're just pretending mm-hmm. you know what it means. And you're like, how yeah. can I find this information? In a, yeah, like, yeah. In, on in Carter when I get home to the PC like wh- where am I looking this up the school library yeah. I don't think so what do you do right. mum I have a question yeah. I, <laughs> I can remember like people talking about a BJ uh, yes. I, was young, I was younger than you I was probably maybe like 12 or something and I can remember mm-hmm. people talking about a BJ just being like ha 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 and then being like what does BJ stand for? And you couldn't just type mm-hmm. into Google, what does BJ stand for? You didn't have the internet. What were you supposed to do? Just hope that one day someone says it. I, don't, I mean, I don't remember the day I found out, but I'm sure I eventually realised that people were talking about... Blo- I knew what... I think I knew what a blowjob was. I just hadn't heard BJ. Mm-hmm. I didn't know why that was... I hear kids now, like, they hear the number 69 and they laugh. And I think, you don't know what that means. You're just laughing because you're, mm-hmm. like, 11. You don't know what that means. I'm or, waiting or for maybe... one of them to say what... I, I'm prepared for my kid to say, Mum, why do people laugh at the number 69? <coughs> what will your answer be? I'll fucking tell her. Top and tail. Like, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll draw a fucking picture. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, like I'm, good, I'm quite open. Like, I'm not... <laughs> what, what would you say? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's just... I don't know. I guess I guess I've got. I'm like I've got ten years. I hope at least to one for worrying about that. But but it's funny you say that. Have you seen the film um, True Lies with um, with Arnold? I feel like I'm. I probably have, but a long a long time ago. I'm. You probably. I'm sure you have. It's like a '90s movie, and Jamie Lee Curtis was in it, and it's kind of like a Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like an action, but it's kind of dark comedy ish like it's kind of comedic but there's a line in there somewhere where someone says something about a blowjob and i watched i used to watch these films with my dad when i was a kid like all these you know arnie and sylvester sloan movies and whatever and so i probably saw that when i was like i don't know 10 11 something like that and i had no idea what that meant and then as i got older I just started thinking that it meant, well, it means blow. People are blowing. So I thought that for a long time, I thought instead of people, you know, giving each other oral sex, I thought people are going around here just blowing on dicks. <laughs> like, as in, you know, just a constant, just wind, you know? So did you think that was still like a sexual thing? Yeah, Ooh, I think sexy. I thought it like was one day I'll be a grown up and someone will blow blow it on it. <laughs> I guess I thought it was about blowing. I don't think it was well, about. To be fair, like it's it's misleading, right? Isn't it? Like I don't, I've never looked up like the origin of the term. Like I don't. It would make more sense if they were like, yeah, a suck job a suck, or a... a suck job. Yeah, we. I don't but... know if it, like we say like got sucked off like someone got sucked off don't we but right. i don't yeah. that sounds like that might be saying very british is that american as well sucked <laughs> off i don't know but it's not but you don't call it a suck off do you want to hear the most british the most british line right my yeah. one of my friends who 
I'm pretty sure, and hey, none of this stuff matters, right, at all. And there's way too much pressure on this stuff. But I'm pretty sure he lost his virginity quite late, like as in, you know, maybe into his 20s, maybe even like into his mid-20s, like mm-hmm. reasonably late. Um, and not necessarily because of like any religion or beliefs or anything. I think it just, you know... He just, I, I, he wasn't that confident with like talking, talking to girls and whatever. And anyway, one time he, he was starting to like see this girl and I'm like trying to get the information out of him, you know, like as a friend, just sort of like, you know, bantering with him. I'm like, come on, man, tell me what, what happened? Is, is anything happening? Like, what's, what's the deal? And he said, well, I won't say too much, but, she may or may not have sucked my piece in the Tesco car park. But to be honest, most first experiences of things involve tarmac areas. <laughs> yeah, they involve because you don't have a house, so you don't have a. No, you can't. You can't invite boys around to your bedroom. Like I had a guy friend. It was fine to have men that were fr- friends in the bedroom, but I think the door probably had to be open a little bit. And then he wanted to stay over. My mum made him sleep in with my little brother. <laughs> How embarrassing! <laughs> and they're really nothing. He really was just a friend as well. Like. A, but I just think so there was absolutely no way I could have ever like done anything fruity. Absolutely not. Like what with my mum and my younger siblings in the house in a t- in a tiny little two up two down Victorian terrace. A- absolutely not going to happen, is it? So it's outdoors or nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's so, the same. I feel, I feel like that's the universal experience in it for everyone, is it? I imagine so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know about our, you know, American friends and Canadian friends. Maybe they have more, like, bigger houses. So maybe I get there's the, more. But I think that's because we watch things and they have house parties all the time. There's always a house right. party. Whereas there, yeah. weren't loads, there weren't loads of house parties. At least when I was... There were occasionally people had party, but it wasn't, like, a regular rager type thing. And school is different here, like as in in America, there's so many like after school clubs, like in, in you know there's basketball teams and football teams and this that and the yeah. other. And in the UK, there are, might be the odd thing that happens after school, but it's not like in the same. There's not that same community outside the school of school. Give a shit about what the, the, hockey, the hockey teams playing a town ten miles away. I couldn't give. A, I couldn't fucking tell you who's on the hockey team. I didn't give a shit. I'm yeah. sure if you were an athletic kid, you cared. But it it wasn't a school spirit thing. We didn't have dances. We didn't have proms with after parties. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. So it was like, oh, we've all kind of met up in a group. Maybe some of us will pair off. Or it was some the youth clubs thrown an under-18s disco. Mm-hmm. And we'll fuck about in town for a bit after in Leo's Lane. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, the... <laughs> this uh yeah a lot of i'm thinking back about all of like my friends at that time not my friends now but those friends and their all of their stories of their initial experiences were like yeah so i just we ended up in a field and uh you know just in a ditch i mean that sounds terrible consensual but you know just like they're both choosing to be in that ditch but uh 
you know yeah i'm sure there's a lot of that here like i've there's just a lot of countryside you know a lot of hay bales a lot of just hanging out on people's land that's basically forcing teenagers to start their sexual journeys by like dogging basically yeah basically having to have like like you've public sex you're having your experience and then you're just walking back around the corner and joining the group (laughs) yes yeah hands have been washed no oh god you know it it's just that's that's it isn't it and then it's Everyone sort of knows what you've been up to. We won't talk about it when we come back, but we know that as soon as we break off into our friendship groups, it'll be discussed. It might be made a joke of on Monday. Brilliant. Excellent. Oh, God. Wait, I got, wait, one more. I've got one more. This I, I never thought... There's so many things that we've spoken about here that I never thought would ever enter onto the podcast. No, I don't and know then... why I'm doing this. Why am I doing this? But also, we can't do our podcast now when we talk about each age because we'll have nothing left. <laughs> but also if i thought these were going to come out on the podcast i would have never have guessed they'd be on the girl meets world episode like i've never planned to talk about like the car accident thing and it came out on this episode so i'm i'm never going to talk about it again i, no, I people I, I almost feel bad that like you chose you chose to share such a personal important experience and it's forever attached to girl meets world <laughs> Wow, I'm sure there's some sort of joke about Girl Meets World being a car crash. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true story. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I got one. I got one more. Right, we were yeah. all when we were teenagers, we were all stood around, and there was this. Uh, th- there was this girl in the village, and um, I won't give. I won't give her actual name, but. No, I can't give her actual name. But there's this girl. And she um, was kind of looked at as like not... sounds so horrible, but, you know, not particularly high caliber, okay? Like of... Oh, my God, it was, you're frozen. People were making, I'm not going to get the we were, People story. were making fun of this guy, Matt, <laughs> because he was getting off with this girl. And... Oh, have I lost you? I think I lost her. There's been a freeze. I thought she was just judging me. Why <laughs> just staring? Are you oh my back? god, I'm back! Have you just told that I was? I'm like, I've just missed the whole story. <laughs> no, I stopped. I stopped. I you were frozen, and I thought you were just like judging me or like <laughs> telling me. I was like, oh no, she's hating this. No, wait a minute, carry on. Wait, how much did you hear? There was a girl. She wasn't particularly high caliber. And what I mean by that is, and I don't mean this meanly. She was a goer. She. <laughs> <laughs> she, did, she did, there was basically there was this guy Matt and he was we call it in the UK we used to call it seeing not dating he mm-hmm. was seeing her and when and yeah. when we say seeing I mean he was taking her around to the fields every now and again consensually um, and she was lovely and everything but she was kind of a bit known for that right and yeah. our our friend Ben who thought of himself as like a pretty boy was a uh, sort of making fun at Matt at, at Matt in front of all of us for being with this girl and Matt just turns around and in like a perfect sentence like he just got all the words out so perfectly it was like a very long sentence but it was like perfect delivery and he basically said oh yeah Ben well I well uh, he said something like 
I know that that you got with her the other day, and not only that, <laughs> you like pre-ejaculated all over yourself and all over your t-shirt, and you had to throw the t-shirt away. And as he sort of said it, everyone else just was silent, and all of our drawers just dropped and just looked at Ben, and he had nothing he could say. And we literally, it must have been like a 10-second silence. I don't even know what broke it, but it was just so perfect. It was so perfect. And, you know, it's just one of them things. That, you know, he went round to the field. and But, yeah. Like, you can't... um you can't take the piss out of someone if you know that they will know that story. Well, he no, I don't think he, I don't think Ben but, knew that Matt knew. So it was you, like I feel like if that happened, I mean, if you're, I feel like if you're in a relationship with someone, even as a young teenager, the things that happen between you usually stay between you, don't they? Mm-hmm. For example, what my friend always had had a long term boyfriend at school. I don't know any of the juicy stuff because they were a pair that was it's a little bit more sacred. Of course. Things that happen in random fields on a Friday with random people, you have to go into knowing that some other mm-hmm. people are going to know about this. Yeah, this is gossip. This is gossip. So that guy must have gone into that thinking, other people will know that I've slept with her. And then, I mean, God love him. He couldn't help the bridge, you know, coming too soon. Like that, it happens. At any age, Uh, at all uh, ages. Does it, Simon? (laughs) (laughs) When you're young and you're when you're young and you're very excited in a field thing, you know, if things are a bit heightened, sure, I'm sure that happens quite a lot. Mm -hmm. So he must have known there's a strong chance this might get brought up in the future. Don't take the piss out of people that you probably know know that. It was perfect karma, just perfect karma. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. perfect. Yes. Um, yeah, I know when you started talking about the girl, I knew exactly what you meant. I think it exists in all She's, She was nice, though, like a nice oh, person. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. And actually, at the time, you kind of, you th- like, it's it's fun and it's funny. And then you, you ju- you're a bit judgy about it, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Like you? And now I just sort of think, fuck it, that she was having a good time. It was all... She's living her life. Like, yeah. really, I, really, I was jealous. Right. And the bit, and it's so sexist as well, because, Awful. you know, it's, it's yeah, the it's other way around. The girl. It's only ever the girl. The guys don't ever, are not ever like, oh, he's getting a blowjob off someone different every weekend. Like, that's never said. It's always, no, oh, it's, that girl's given a celebrated, if yeah, anything. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I look back now and I think, oh, they were probably just having a really good time. <laughs> I really I like my judgment was really just me being bitter about like oh god I didn't even get a snog this weekend that's what you were thinking I'm at I'm at home on like a whiteboard doing like arithmetic being like what does wet mean why are people <laughs> out here blowing on dicks what does it mean what's happening <laughs> mom I need your help I don't understand <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is like all you had to do was say to her like what do you mean and she probably would have just said, my fanny's wet. Then you would have been like, well, maybe fannies get wet. Or I'd Strong- have been like, do you, need, do you want me to make you a doctor's appointment? Is this yeah. one? <laughs> oh, God. Strong what? kissing game, Simon. Strong kissing game. It might have just been bravado. Who knows? So she might have just been saying things. You never found I- out, did you? You never found out. <laughs> Who knew? Someone did. 
So that's why we went to that dance floor. She's like, look, I keep telling him he's not appreciating it. I'm out here, wet fanny. Someone rub it for God's sake. <laughs> it, I did it to I did it to myself. It all makes sense now. I put her out there for it. <laughs> yes. Oh God! Again, she was just having a good time, wasn't she? I mean, middle of dance um, floors, not for everyone, but. <laughs> so Farkle. Oh, Farkle. He's famous now. A lot of them are famous, these kids. Like, I looked them up on Instagram, and they've got, like, four or five million followers, like, each sort of thing. What do... For, for acting still, what are they doing? I think so... It's Sabrina Carpenter is the girl that plays Maya, and she's got, like, a singing career, and it was her that's singing the intro song. Yes, I think someone in the Discord said that. Yeah, that's how I knew that. It says she's, like, famous, like, on, like, a... Miley Cyrus kind of thing, but like, okay. you know, early Miley Cyrus, like clean cut sort yeah. of thing. Oh, I look and forward then... to her like current Miley Cyrus phase. I love right. I love Miley Cyrus now. Like I you know, eventually they'll be like, I've not contracted by Disney anymore, I owe them nothing. Fuck it. Well they're like, I have to change my image. Like people yeah. can't be thinking of me comes luna of uh you know as this sort of disney princess yeah and i'm not sure the i guess they go play... a bit i suppose it's it is similar to the high school musical isn't it like they've a lot of them have managed to forge careers in acting or singing or just i guess i don't know zach efron i don't know what well, zach efron's like huge isn't he he's in everything yeah he, he's done he, well. He's in The Greatest Showman, which is a really good film. Have you not seen his Netflix uh, documentary series? No. Is it something to do with the outdoors, though? Sorry, Luna. Yeah, it's really good. It's, oh, um... the outdoors. <laughs> we just said look up. I like to say... Yeah. Yeah, but is is he... Um, I was concerned it was too much, like, nature documentary. And then, and then I'm lost with that then. No, it's not of... like that. Okay. It's like him, it's him and a friend and they go to, the, the friend is older and it's kind of like a mentor and it's them going to like places and basically looking at like climate change and things like that and how the world is kind of. Okay. It's quite, I thought it was quite good, but. So maybe these Girl Meets World stars will do that and some good will come from them existing. You know, they'll do some like saving the planet shit or something, or at least drop a beat that everyone can appreciate, like Miley Cyrus. Yes, I think that. Yeah, exactly. We can all. I'm sure they're very. I'm sure, like, if I was watching this as a kid their age, I wouldn't even question their acting ability or their talent at all. I think they're very pretty and their hair's lovely and you know they can sing or i would think that maya was really badass oh my god she's such a rebel but watching it as an adult i'm just like fucking hell that humans don't exist like this they're not even realistic people are they they're just not realistic human people no like farkle so... like he's too much like minkus was like i mean he was a nerd but that wasn't all there was to him and it but he was 
it wasn't so in your fa- like every single what you know we say about the overacting like sometimes things are overacted and we got a little mm-hmm. bit of Corey was a little bit like the if they were overacting all the time the whole thing yeah. was like panto yeah it really was and he he was the biggest kind of culprit of that like they and but again i put it to the directing because they could have just yeah. told him like don't use it sparingly you know um yeah like can we tone just everyone just dial, dial yourselves down slightly but or at least at least it would have looked better if it was against Corey being like normal yeah. you know yeah but there wasn't any of that i mean and and some of the the cameos what Right. Well, firstly, Riley, who plays um, Corey and Topanga's daughter, I think she's cast quite well in the way that she looks. She yes. kind of looks like them. Uh, out of all the kids, she was my favourite. Yeah, she was funny. Like, she had a couple moments I thought were funny. Yeah, like when... I, I feel like she had has the most potential as an actress. Like, because mm-hmm. there were some comedy bits. She was a bit... Fu- she was a little bit better with, the, like, the comedic timing and just... Being a bit more, I, I guess it's the way it's written, but being a bit more sarcastic and dry, and and I, then I guess maybe that's the humour that I like, so I could tolerate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. I I find I found her I found her good, like quite amusing. And then if we talk about some of the cameos, they used Harley a lot as the janitor. Yeah, which was like, would you okay. have recognised him? I uh, like if it if it wasn't made obvious oh that's just because I'd almost forgotten that he existed really like it seems so long ago that it would there were like any sort of school bullies or that in, in, until someone said like his full name or whatever I don't think just looking at his face I would have realized it was him no and I think because you know bless him he's like balding quite hard like if he'd yeah. had the same hair you know um but yeah, he was, I mean, and his whole thing was to be like, don't be a douche. He was basically like, he was a janitor out of karma for being a bully, right? Yeah. I I, could, I didn't mind his character, actually. He was all no, right. He, it wasn't a cameo I was excited about, but yeah, I liked same. how they used him. Yeah, agreed. I think he's probably the most meaningful, if anything, um, because he was... Uh, like he was providing some of the life lessons for the kids, yeah. So that was, was good. He was doing a bit of Mister Feenying, wasn't he? Yeah. So he was good. Mister Feeny, of course, had very small cameos. Yeah, that was not, nice. It wasn't enough Feeny. I get though that he's probably old and wants to just not work so much. Yeah. But and it was would, good. There would never be him. enough Feeny with there. Like if he appeared, unless he appeared every episode, I'd always be like, there wasn't enough Feeny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Eric. I mean, they just some of the storylines were just they were incomplete. crazy. They like, they made yeah. Like he came and decided he was going to run for senator, or I don't even I don't understand the American political system down to that level. So I don't really know what a senator does. Is that like an MP? I don't know. Let's pretend it is. Sure, yes. So quite a big deal. But then it never, we never, it just, that's the end of it really. There's never any like, oh, we, unless I completely missed it, but it felt like there needed to be an episode where there was like, oh, and he got elected and now he's off to work in the office and it was just a bit, 
Yeah. But, I mean, I was pleased to see him. And he was the highlight. Because, really, I was watching the whole thing just waiting for Eric. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, 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 it was kind of like the... There was no reality to it. Like, in Boy Meets World, obviously, we know we're watching a sitcom... But there was still it's still grounded in some yeah. reality. I mean, obviously it got wacky towards the end. Um, you know, with plays with squirrels and <laughs> things like that. But in this, it was ridiculous. Like it was like a cartoon at times. Um, Sean, I thought was the best of the cameos because. Yeah. He was kind of... He still felt like his character. Uh, but him and Corey together didn't feel like they had the right synergy anymore. No, because Corey was so different. If if anything, that was it was better between Sean and Topanga. Like yeah. When they saw each other, like that felt a bit more real. I think Sean... They did the best with Sean because he had all the serious storylines. So any yeah. moments that were quieter moments were to, the bits to do with him. And that's what the show was missing, wasn't it? It was missing the quieter moments. Like there was no mm-hmm. like light and dark was there. It was all light, fun, 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 wild hijinks and none of the other stuff. So when yeah. Sean kind of appeared, you know, and he talked about we had his dad, like and he kind of talked about that. And then it was actually him realising that he really wanted somebody and he wanted to settle down and he'd kind of been running from that his whole life. Like, yeah, that that was the interesting stuff. Make the whole show about that and I'll watch it for three seasons. Yeah. Like, if it had been about the grown-ups, if it had been about Corey and Topanga and maybe they have some marriage difficulties or look how difficult parenting is or look how Topanga's career must be so hard and then they're mm-hmm. going to run the bakery. If it had been about that shit... But there wasn't enough of that. There was Sean popped in and did a bit of the grown-up stuff and then it was kind of back to just bullshittery. <laughs> yes. And the I think the sets looked really fake. Like, I mean, I know that Boy Meets World and, you know, pretty much all sitcoms are all filmed on a soundstage, but the sound stages they were using for Girl Meets World just looked super fake, like shiny and fake. It's like this could never be real. And I think that's that was a bit off, off-putting as well. And the audience laughter, it sounded like a lot of it was fake. Like I know that they would have filmed in front of a live audience, but it felt like a lot of it was fake. And maybe oh, because yeah. they just weren't laughing, but it didn't feel real. It felt like they inserted it almost after every line. Yeah. Like some lines that I think that wasn't meant to be a joke, that was just a line. It was either such a shit joke that I didn't realise people were meant to laugh, or you're just throwing in laughter where most people would just go, I mean, I'm just, I'm podcasting, you can't see what I did. But they just nod in agreement with what was said. Like most, like, you I don't, wonder if she knows it. La- I mean, canned laughter is, is not the easiest thing does. anyway, is it? Like in she TV shows. Like, but in most things, time. you can drown it out. And I couldn't no, with this because be nice it just felt constant. She didn't know. Oh. You were you were frozen. You didn't know, but I bet you made a great point. Well, I've you know you hear my audio and it's all there. <laughs> and underneath it will be me going. I bet she doesn't know she's frozen. I hope yeah. she knows. You fucked it. I was trying to be professional and you just fucked it. I I listened to it back. I look forward to it. But did, <laughs> did you did did you think um. Right. Okay. Two 
quick ones. Angela comes back for literally one episode. Yeah. She was Topanga's best friend in high school. They didn't even have a scene together. No, because it really is like all she was there for was to be Sean's girlfriend that then left, which compounded his abandonment issues. Like there was like e- like even in the high school really it was all about she was placed there to be in a relationship with Sean, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. When actually it would have been lovely to have more just girls' friendship. Yeah. And speaking of friendship, Jack came back for one episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Again, no. Not doing it. And then we had Lee Norris was in there as Minkus a couple times. Yeah, that worked. Yeah, just because just, just to Lee. see him. But I feel like he wouldn't raise a kid that was that irritating. <laughs> I'd hope not. Like he'd raise like I feel like his kids would be like studious, a bit more subdued. You know, mm-hmm. they're just they're getting on with things. They're not like making their whole life an amateur dramatics performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I cameos I did like the parents. Yes. Amy and uh Alan. It was nice to see them back. Yeah, for a bit of Christmas, that was nice. Yeah, I it liked, was, yeah. I I wasn't too much of a fan of Josh. No, no, um, no. I, oh, God, no, because some of that storyline was weird. Mm-hmm. Like, Maya, I'm just going to refer to my notes. Now, when I... When we were doing The Boy Meets World, I made notes every week. They were usually several mm-hmm. pages for mm-hmm. each season. I took it so seriously because I really cared about it. And I knew that you really cared about it. I wanted this podcast to be of reasonable quality so that someone <laughs> would listen. Shout out to yeah. Iceland and to Ed. Um, <laughs> yes. But, and Kat. But this one is a couple of pages because I just couldn't be fucking asked of it. I had nothing to write except for... Maya's 14, okay? Mm-hmm, Josh mm-hmm. is 18, although they do mention he's 17, but he's in his last year of high school, he's turning 18, he's going to college, okay? Mm-hmm. It's normal that she might have a crush on him. Mm-hmm. I can remember having crushes on, like, older brothers of people. It was wildly inappropriate. I would have been too embarrassed to even speak to them, let alone them ever know that I fancied them because mm-hmm. I was a child and that's how they viewed me. But there's, like, a whole storyline... About, don't worry, he'll look at you differently in a few years. Fucking puke. Puke everywhere. <laughs> no one says about a child, just wait a few years, you'll look at her differently, you'll want a banger then. No one says that. No one right. should say that. Do they? That's like those no. weirdos that like wait for teenagers in shows to be adults so that they can start saying they fancy them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't understand it. Like, my mind goes, oh, God... Like, they're a child. I can't... Do, do you know what I mean? But to actually yeah. have it as a, as a storyline in the show, that, like... And, and then they make a bit where he says to her, like, oh, I guess you're not a kid anymore. I'll have to start look, thinking about you differently when they go to that, like, party they shouldn't have gone to. And I'm like... That was, four, yeah. 14, cringe. dude. She's 14. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really didn't like... I just didn't like him in general, but he felt slimy to me. Like they forgot was, he existed when he was a baby. I don't know why they didn't why they bothered putting him in now. Yeah, I I wasn't a fan. And and what I did find was quite funny. They brought back um Oh god, what's her name? 
forgotten her name. The two the, Morgans. The Morgan. They brought back both Morgans. That was actually that was actually quite funny. I quite liked that they did that. They that's more. They should have done more meta things like that. Yeah. Where it's like you know making comments on it being a sitcom. That was funny. That was good. But they only really could have done that if they targeted the show more at the adult audience, and they didn't, yeah. did they? If they targeted it, the kids that had watched this in the nineties, now we could have had loads more of that kind of. Oh, we're we're really referencing a previous episode here. You'll only get it if you watched it. But they couldn't do too much of that because really they'd aimed it at the kids watching the Disney Channel, and maybe their dad catches it while he's vacuuming, like that. You know, so it wasn't. It could. I did. The only time I felt a little bit emotional was that episode and they were deciding whether to move away and they opened the doors and everyone's there, including the two mm-hmm. Mormons. Mm-hmm. That was the only episode that I felt I could get a little bit invested in because I was waiting to see what everyone had to say. That was the best episode because yeah. they were all there. That was it. Yeah. And I think, do you know what I think, right? I think that they, this is like if someone had never seen Boy Meets World, never and you described it to them in 30 seconds. With mm-hmm. That's all the details you gave them. But that person you're speaking to is the director of the show, of the new show, and then they have to make it. That's what it sounds like. It felt like they'd ne- never seen the original Boy Meets World. Like the, the tone, there was no continuation of any of it. And I think that if they had just done it like that, like as in... This is the whole reason we're doing it. We're continuing this universe here and we're going to do it in a similar style, but, you know, updated, of course, but in the same kind of comedy, the same hijinks, that same kind of thing. It would have been perfect. I think fuck New York, like as in not not fuck New York. I love New York, but I mean, fuck setting the show there. It should have been something like, I don't know, Corey and Topanga go and buy Alan and Amy's house because yes. Alan and Amy are going to retire off somewhere and they'll they're come back it, every now and Haley's again. Parents. They're buying an RV and fucking off. Like. Perfect. And then you set the show in the original set. So it's got Feeny that nostalgia to it. Door, and you just yeah, see him not... occasionally. Perfect. Eric's got to move back home because he's just floating around pretending he's Jesus or whatever and he's got nowhere to live. So we have a little Perfect. bit of Eric pops by. Yeah, Imagine he lives... Chris- Imagine that Christmas, or mm-hmm. like, and they're all there instead. You could have updated yeah. the furniture, you know, like they've kind of made the house their own, but you can tell, like, just from the doors, and that it's, it's almost like someone said, "Oh, we we want to do like a, a an updated Boy Meets World. We'll do it Girl Meets World because that'll be fun, completely changing it." Um, and we'll, but we don't want the tone the same. We want this for the modern Disney audience. Don't try and revive a show. Then, do you not make it? You not no. Any show that's like a, I've lost the word. What are they got? Like a reboot? It's mm-hmm. never for. It's never. You're not making it for the new audience. You're hoping yeah. you pick up some new ones because that would be great. Because the original ones will die eventually. But you, you're <laughs> making it for the people that watched it the first time. Exactly. Exactly. They then they just completely missed the mark with that. Yeah. And then also, also we said this in the pilot, um, but. Like when we watched the pilot, but we need to say it on the podcast, uh, like for a show that's in that was made in 2014, there was a serious lack of diversity in it again, and it's ridiculous because they're also in a super cosmopolitan city. They're yeah. in New York. It's you know, it's like a melting pot of people, and yet yeah. 
it was just all white people. I mean, I they they brought in uh the Texas guy's friend, didn't yeah. they? That who, came who in towards the, the, the end. Who was the bullies to start with? So yeah. they bring in one black kid and he's the asshole. <laughs> right. Fantastic. Brilliant. A great choice. Really sensitive. You've done that really... Do you know what I mean? And, Why... and, he, bullied, and he bullied Farkle. It was like the yeah. little kid, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Why couldn't the love interest that the two girls are interested in, why couldn't that have been that black kid? He can act. Yeah. He's handsome. Why could that not have been him? Yeah. Because they're yeah. so focused on like all this white audience that we have that's who we're mm-hmm. making it for they had their opportunity yeah. to make this as diverse as the the most diverse we got was that one black kid that was the bully and the ukrainian that owned the bakery that, <laughs> right yeah that was it yeah like, where were the queer characters where were the fat characters like they just didn't mm-hmm. exist there was no and, disabled and, kid like what are you doing and that and that's like part of what you can do in a reboot is look at the things that that weren't good and weren't right with the original and be like okay it was the 90s it's not not excusing it but you know that that was the situation that 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 they were in well now it's not the 90s so let's add these elements in and make it right and they just dropped the ball on it so it it's tough it and this is disney this isn't like small studio this is disney that very much (laughs) promotes themselves as mm. we are really diverse, look at these, and they and they they do make some wonderful movies. They make Coco and they make Encanto, and they, you know they make Soul all about jazz, and they, they like they really, you know. But then with this, they just completely drop the ball, and this is what kids are mm. watching. This is what teenagers, which is like the pivotal age for like reforming your mind and how you see the world and what kind of person you want to be, and they've just completely fucked it. Mm-hmm. All the kids, yeah. all the kids are the stereotypical, pretty, thin, white kids. Yeah, it's sad. It was totally. It's a total missed opportunity all round. For sure, and I, I think, and I'm sure you're going to agree. I'm actually going to strike this as not canon. Like this doesn't exist to me. Like Boy Meets World ends in the finale of Boy Meets World. Yeah. This is not the same show. These aren't the same characters. This is not my Corey and Topanga. Like I think of them differently. I think of them the way that we said they they moved back. They 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 did their careers. They did some stuff for a while, but now they're back living in Alan and Amy's house, and that's where we're at. Like, I can't yeah. be dealing with this. Like, isn't it sad? I really wanted it to be good. Like, I knew it was going to be Disney-fied, but I was hoping that they were going to do all of the things that that we wanted it to do. And the sad thing is, is that it didn't. So, if you haven't seen it, just watch the last episode. Because it's actually... It, you can watch the very final episode of season three just to see what the actors look like and just to yeah. see them all together. Because it is, it is nice to see that. That is lovely. But don't, but don't watch any of the rest of it. Did you make the mistake of watching the, like, behind-the-scenes episode? No. What oh, my God. The... I think it was the one before the end. And it was, like, a audience participation like we're sitting on the stage answering some questions or coming out in the audience and talking to you we're going to get some of you out there to come and sit in the like bay window and have your little moment and it was like watching butlin's red coats entertaining a crowd for a bit before the dj came on later 
That's so weird. That's so weird. I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah. Like, it's really like, like, there's like an MC and he's like, oh, now we're bringing out so-and-so that plays Riley and the crowd all cheers and they're sat on like director's chairs at the front and then like, oh my God. I'm going to have to watch that. You t- oh, and- well, waste well- of... I think it was really long as well. It felt really long. Oh, God. Enjoy. Well, well, the other thing is, is with Pod Meets World, I love their podcast so much. I was thinking before watching Girl Meets World, oh, I hope when they finish, just to prolong it, that they start covering Girl Meets World as well, just to keep going. And I really hope that they don't, because I think that they would probably look at it and love Girl Meets World because they were directing it and in it and all the rest of it um, and, you know, have nice memories of making it, which is great. So I but I don't think they would be objective enough to be like, yeah, this was trash. And then or, you'd feel like you didn't yeah. know them at all. Like if they said they liked it, you'd be like, I thought we were like, I thought we could be friends. And now we clearly see the <laughs> yeah. world completely differently. We can't. I was going to say, like, have they said whether they'll cover it or not? And it's it's disappointing when you've, like, listen, like, when you listen to people on a podcast, you think you know them, don't you? So, like, mm-hmm. obviously, I knew you before I met you. I got you spot on. Of but so you've listened <laughs> to them and you're like, I know they're great people. Like, you mm-hmm. you know, you've said to me, like, you, they've got great stories and they're great people. And so you thought, oh, they make this reboot. And of course, it'll be them. They'll make it great because they're so great. And it'll be, but actually, ha- I mean, I don't know how much creative control or say-so they had over Girl Meets World. Any of them, like, maybe Corey had a bit more. Like, I don't, I don't know. But, like, at some point, did they not say, like... I don't know that I signed up for this. Like, this isn't quite how I thought it was going to go. Or actually, could Topanga not? Or could Topanga do this? Or was it just like, well, we've signed on to Disney, they own us, so we'll just read whatever's written here. Or were they, I mean, like you say, they directed some of it. So now I'm just like, I'm judging your whole, I don't want to watch any of the things you've worked on as an adult now, because they must just all be trash. I don't want to hurt this or hurt you further with this. But I think they even wrote some of it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like this has ruined the their podcast for me, and I haven't listened to it yet. You've no, raved, their podcast like, You've raved so about good. it so much that I was like, I mean, I've got a lot. I, I, will get, I would get round to it eventually just to hear them chat because I will miss, what, what will happen is I'll miss them. Like the mm-hmm. characters, and I think, oh, how can I get, you know? So I would have listened to it eventually, but now I'm like, oh, it's so good. No, I mean, I don't, I don't think they are going to cover it. I mean, I they might, but I don't think they are. So I maybe think they'll that... listen to this because I'm sure they will and realize that they bet <laughs> they best not. Could you imagine? I, I think that <laughs> I don't think that. <laughs> I'm worried now. Like, what if I ever like. They won't ever listen to this. I know they won't, but my irrational mind when we finish recording this goes over these things in my mind. Like who will listen, who might listen to this and what area of my life will be destroyed. So let's Mm -hmm. imagine that like guy that plays Eric listens to this and thinks I'm an asshole. And then in the future, I get a chance to meet him at a convention or bump into him somewhere. And I want to say to him, like, I think you're really fucking brilliant. Like, but he'll think, no, you don't. I've heard the things that you've said about me and my friend's work. <laughs> You're the scum of the earth. I never want to see you ever again. And I'll be like, oh, wow. we could have been friends, man. 
Well, I don't think if you ever get to meet him at a Comic Con or whatever, and you have that hood, you have to get him to sign the hoodie, and he'll love it. He'll get it. So that's not. But I, do you know? I I oft I think this stuff too all the time. I'm like, oh god, my career's over, or this is over. But then I also think. I'm also a human, like I'm also a person, and if I'm just being honest and I'm not, like people are either gonna like me or not, I can't control that. Yeah, like, like all the things I've said here are my truths. Like I, yeah, I can't well, erase any of the bits that I've done, and, and it's not necessarily things I bring up in a job interview. But if I was <laughs> ever asked by colleagues, I wouldn't ever. I, I don't. I don't say anything here that I don't think I would say to anybody if it happened to come up in conversation. I just don't mm-hmm. often have open conversations with many people day to day. But yeah, like some of these same. things here, like I, I saw some friends on Saturday and we reminisced about school a little bit. And like I wouldn't. This I wouldn't. I would have said all these things to them. Hmm. And I think people can relate because people we've all gone through these kind of experiences. They're all different and unique to ourselves, but they're all relatable. I, d- I don't think either of us have done anything wild enough. Like, really. Like, as much as we're like, oh, maybe we've said some career-ending things, like, neither of us were cool enough to have done anything really, like... That's you know, true. We just weren't, were we? No. I mean, I the ta- so. at the time, I think we wish we probably were like doing some really outrageous, fun, wild things. Like, look how cool we are. But we just, we were just really bog standard British teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> and Ethne would sometimes say, say to me in a kind way, she would say, do, like, do you really think you're that important? Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Ethne's right. Like, one, we're not important enough that anyone important would be listening to this. No offense. I don't, yeah, I mean, no, it's true. No, it's true. We're just not important enough in general that people would even remember some of our stories. The shit we've waffled on about here, like, Iceland aren't going to remember all this. Okay, they're just <laughs> not. And and none of it's important enough that people will be like, oh, wow, that's a really outrageous. I'd never employ her. She's like, because, you know, it's nothing. It's not, we, we've not, we didn't have standout teenage lives. I'm sorry, Simon, we didn't, did we? No. We didn't we know tried, what BJs and we didn't. were. Like, we just... <laughs> <laughs> well do you know and the other thing is if, if someone listened to this and they were just like well i really don't like them well fuck off i, I, I don't i go what what's the like there's a whole thing of you don't need to have to be liked you know but at the same time if someone d- wouldn't want to work with me or wouldn't want to be associated with me for telling a story about something happened when i was a teenager or something then hey guess what newsflash i don't want to i don't want to be around you either yeah that's true and I'd like the kind of jobs that i would do would be like they'd be youth work based stuff so actually a lot of these experiences like they would want people that had things like like my life to draw on mm-hmm. to use it at work but and also do you know what i've been thinking about more recently i've only got about another 35 maybe even 30 years left if you're lucky simon the country's going to absolute shit they're just going to work you until you die there on the production line <laughs> yeah. what dream world are you living in <laughs> i just mean like eventually won't be working anyway and when you get really old, you know, we're really old people do not give a shit about anything. No. You know, and it's like, well, I could die at any second. He gives a shit. I'm getting there. I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> almost there. I feel like you're given like a thousand fucks when you're born. 
and you hand them out over your life and eventually you've got no fucks left to give. I so like you that. just become like an old person that just if someone stood in front of them and they stink, they just go, fucking hell, you stink. Because <laughs> you can't be fucking asked to be polite. You've got none of that left. If, some, yeah. if there's a grotesque smell and I want it away from me, I'm just going to go, fucking pong. Get away. <laughs> Whereas, well, you, you know, we'd hold that in still at the moment, wouldn't we? You're, I don't know if it's you or if it's Dom or if it's just because I'm getting older, but I've started swearing so much more recently where I'm not really... If you listen to some of the earlier podcasts, I don't swear, like, hardly at all. I say shit and stuff, but, like, now I find myself in conversation just dropping just fucks in there all of the time. And, like, even to the point that... I almost wished our staff a Merry fucking Christmas. Like, as in, <laughs> we're organising a Christmas party. You have to organise it ahead of time, you yeah, know, for... Uh... that venue booked. <laughs> right. And I wrote this whole message out, like, <coughs> to all the staff saying, you know, these are the details and this, that, and the other. And then at the end, I almost typed out, so be a really good time, looking forward to celebrating with everyone. Merry fucking Christmas. And I was like, no, I can't write that. What the fuck am I thinking? <laughs> I was like... I'm quite good at switching the swearing off. I think, like, the kind of jobs I've had, like, I've just got quite good at it. And then, like, having a kid, I mean, as they get older, you eventually, like, shit starts appearing. You know, where you just... Not that I'm just swearing at my kid, but just... Well, it depends. Um, if, if you're suddenly treading in dog, in dog shit while black... Yeah, black exactly. Like, I might, she might accidentally hear, for fuck's sake, under my breath. But she knows that when you're an adult in an appropriate sweating setting, you can use a swear word, never as a child. She knows. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm quite good at switching it on and off, but I do swear a lot. Do I swear more than Dom? I think so. But Dom can go... When Dom swears... When not off off microphone, he can swear to like the the different levels, you know, like yeah. he drop drop the c word. I love, I absolutely <laughs> love a c bomb. Right, I do. Try, I try not the... to use that because I know that some people actually find the word offensive, but I don't let that word mm-hmm. have any power. I don't give it any power. <laughs> and sometimes swearing is the most effective use of the British language to describe what you're trying to say. It just I don't adds know how a bit of spice. It. Yeah, I don't know how else to put it to get across like either how angry I am or how excited I am or like, you know, it's fucking Wednesday. Woo! <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I it works with things like the government are really messing everything up right now. And exactly. so like exactly. when we've seen, when I've seen the news and I can go into Ethne, then she'll be like, oh, what's the update? And I was like, we're getting fucked. <laughs> like it just... <laughs> There's no other word for it, is there? There is no other word, because that's exactly what it is. I feel like when I started this podcast, I, was, I didn't. I tried not to swear too much to start with, but I feel like it wore off quite quickly. We got but, that explicit rating. With I, I mean, I just. I hope it doesn't. I hope people aren't actually put off because they're just thinking it's every other word. Just know that when I say it, I mean it. It's from the <laughs> heart. And if you got this far, like as in in this episode of the podcast, but also, you know, in if you listen to all the Boy Meets World ones, which speaking of which, we're still waiting for our first Boy Meets World review. I'll take any Who's review. Who's going to do it? Like even a bad one at this point, like just some feedback. 
public feedback <laughs> yeah we appreciate your comments on patreon and instagram and yeah, other definitely. places but also can you can you make it official can you put a statement out there review it come on because this is it now this is it this is the last one we thought we had like you know two more to do after this but we can't do it Beat. we need to work out what's next this can't be the end i think we can't we can't end this are you going to make me watch another don't, TV show? Don't find... It don't be good and just nosedives. Don't be Steve or whoever it was. Don't end this prematurely. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're like... You could we're, make a we're, really good t-shirt with that on. <laughs> don't be a Steve. Yeah. Well, it's like a t-shirt I, with a wet patch. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 we... we and the bottom is just dot 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 blowing on dicks. <laughs> just, we, I think we're you know this is like a um, we have like a podcast relationship now. You know, like um, Philip Schofield and uh, who's who's the other one? Who's he with? Holly oh. Willoughby or you know Richard and Judy? Or Keenan and Kel? Like Keenan and Kel? No, let's be Richard and Judy because that speaks to my like. Retro loving soul, that I can remember watching that as a kid. Can you? The weatherman out on that giant thing on the river. Yeah. Yes. Let's be Richard and go. Judy. Although, actually, they're awful. I'm not sure how their marriage is, but okay, we'll be Richard and Judy. In the 90s. Yeah. With them in the 90s. Oh, he's really talks over in that, though. He's awful. We can't be Richard and Judy. What's the American version, just so it like translates? It's like a. Uh... Regis and Kelly, is that a thing? You know, it's like, a, you know, people that are synonymous with each other. They're like Ant and Deck. Like they're synonymous they, with each Americans other. Americans aren't going to get that either, though, are they? PJ What's and Duncan. <laughs> oh, my God, that's you, PJ and Duncan. I'm trying to think, what were they? What was the pairing? There is Keenan and Kel, but... That's like... Uh, I don't know if they're quite that status. We're more like Tyr and Tamara Maori. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know because I don't know what American daytime telly is. It'd be like, like do they if, have shows o- like if that? Oprah, if Oprah had a friend or if Ellen had a friend, like like people that present together. It's, they're all on their own in America. Like we've got Ricky Lake, she's on her own. Jerry Springer, he was on his own. He had that. He had the bodyguard though. Is this, was it, was his name Steve? <clears throat> oh yeah, the bald guy. Should we be them? People can get their tits out, we can give them beads. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Well, we'll we'll put that under advisement. Let us know in the comments. Let us know in your (laughs) review who you want us to be. But we need to find another show. Um, So maybe even think, maybe there's a show that you love that I haven't seen and we can flip the roles. The only one I can think of is, like, Long. And I, you've mentioned it, it before, so I like Gilmore Girls, but you've mentioned it before, so I don't know if you've got that planned already. No. But that's a bit... <clears> that's, <throat> I don't. But that's... You wouldn't be able to do... Because I wouldn't be able to do it like this, like one episode a season. I couldn't. It needs to be done what, properly. It's a one-tree-hiller, and you can't commit to that. What? What? How many... How many seasons is it? Oh my god, my mind's gone blank. It's either six or seven, and then there's the like a four episode reboot. But the, like, tw- like it's like One Tree Hill. It's like twenty four, twenty two, twenty four episodes. In a season. 
Caesar. And yeah, like that's... it needs to be done like you're doing the One Tree Hill one and you can't do that and go more <laughs> at the same time. You can't. Well, sit- sitcoms seem to work well because they're like 20 minute episodes. So may- I maybe... I've seen any that you won't have seen. But also whatever it is, it has to be something that is accessible to our listeners, you know, through Disney Plus or Netflix or... We looked at Keenan and Kel, didn't we, but it's not. I, I wanted it. it so bad. I, I know, so did I. So that would be a really good one. Because that would fit our, like, that would continue on our American 90s. We watched this when we were young. Just more shit stories about things we did. See, yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. Oh, it'd be so many because of all the stuff they get up to. So we just, yeah. we need, like, Disney to buy Nickelodeon. Do they not own Nickelodeon yet? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, they do. That's what we need. We buy, need that. And we could have all the Nickelodeon shows. Can you imagine? Be We'd perfect. have all the Sabrina, the Sister Sister, the Obi all be although Sister Sister's on Netflix. Yes. So maybe I didn't Netflix enjoy that. need to own buy all the Nickelodeon stuff. Yeah. I did well, okay, tweet well... them, they didn't respond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I think American Netflix has got Keenan and Cal, I think. Does it? Yeah. That hmm, okay. Well, that that could change things because if most of our people listening are in America, then they can have access to it. If I can get you access to it, which because I have it on my hard drive, so maybe there's a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. You could put it on a floppy disk and put it in the snail mail. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do anything like with that. it at this end, but yes, you could. We could work that out, couldn't oh, we? I could put it on I could put it on the pen drive and send it to you. I could actually yeah. do that. We'll Dom, work, we'll Dom work. has sources. Dom has ways. But we'll we'll work it out. But <clears throat> this has been really fun. Like as in I've really enjoyed all these episodes and uh and actually I and this is meant as a compliment, but I'm not sure how to get the words out properly. But there's so many things that we've spoken about over these Boy Meets World episodes and th- and this one today that I don't think I would have ever spoken about on the podcast, even though I've like been so open about so many things. I don't think that a lot of these things would have come out. Um, and I think that's because you, I feel very comfortable talking to you about these things. And I think that's very evident in listening. So I'm grateful because it's therapeutic and hopefully... I like to think that if people listening and have been through similar things or beat themselves up over these things, that hopefully it's helpful in some kind of way. But it's definitely been helpful to me. So I'm super grateful and really enjoyed it. And it's been great. I've I've loved it. So thank you. I love that. You're so welcome. I hope that <laughs> it's, it's unique in a way because we talk to each other like we're old friends that we tell each other anything. But actually, mm-hmm. all our stories are new to each other because we don't yeah. know each other. So we're talking about mm-hmm. all these things we did when we were kids, but neither of us were there for each other's experiences. So we're mm-hmm. both like pissing ourselves laughing at each other's weird shit. But <laughs> yeah. but that but that we're just even saying it to each other is random because it doesn't feel like well, like you're a stranger to me. Like I've never seen you in real life. Like I've I've only <laughs> spoken to you over the last few months, like the occasional DM on Instagram about your podcast that you can't even remember saying anyway. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not, it's an odd, it's been an odd thing, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel strange at all. It really does feel like how I said it would feel, Simon. I knew we'd be friends. <laughs> I wasn't even joking. You were like this, 
must have been like, who's this crazy stalker bitch? She's just messaged like, we'd be friends. No, Here I loved are. it. I loved it. And now we're cemented on hoodie logos together, <gasps> just with our foot up against the world. It's weird that this could be listened to, like, in 30 years. Mm-hmm. I think about that sometimes. And like, by then, like, Boy Meets World would be really old. If they what reboot would... it again and then people want to listen to it'd it. It'd be like us watching Charlie <laughs> Chaplin. Silent mm-hmm. movies. It'd be like that. People listening to people talk about a show that's so old that they just can't even believe that it was on the telly. But if they're kind of timeless podcasts. That's why I love movie and TV podcasts. Like for me to listen to, I mean, is because they're timeless. Because if I'm yeah. listening to someone talk about Die Hard, like I keep bringing up Die Hard, but it's the Die Hard, their opinion is trapped in time in terms of their perspective because their opinions are going to grow and change and whatever else. But I can listen to that person describe that talking about Die Hard, which is also trapped in time, you know, of when yeah. it was made. So it's like they're timeless conversations in a way. And ours will be weird because it would be like, like we've talked about our experience in like, it's been mostly sort of the late 90s, early noughties, but that'll be like historic. It'll be like us listening to <laughs> wartime stories. Like, they'll be like, I can't believe they live like that as children. Yeah. But then in the same way, a lot of it they'll be able to relate to because, like, experiences are all the same, aren't they? A lot of them, yeah. whether we're talking about us or people 100 years ago, there were people 100 years ago that didn't know what, what Fanny was. <laughs> they had the same, they had the exact same experience that would yeah. have happened, like, 200 years ago. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and because they're all based on relationships, aren't they? It's all based about trying to understand other people. Understand the world. It's all about boys and girls meeting the world for all time. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Well, great. Okay. So wait, I guess we got to do it. Well, can we even remember whatever we rank Boy Meets World at and then Girl Meets World is at the rock bottom? Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, it's not even like there's the bottom, whatever one we put at the bottom last time. I think maybe I put series two at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then there's just yeah, like so. lots of series of other shows. There's all the ad breaks in between. There's treading in dog shit in the stream. Mm-hmm. All those things. Not knowing what BJ meant. All the way down. All the way down. Your, all the way your down. girlfriend just got fingered on a dance floor. By someone it's, else, like mortified. Someone else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then there's the cameos. And then there's the rest of the show underneath that. Yeah. I feel bad yeah. for Eric. Like, I just... But just... So... Just... Just... Uh, exit out from your memory. It doesn't exist. No. It wasn't real. It was a dream. I definitely... I'm definitely going to do that thing where I miss the characters and want to watch them again. And it's it'll be Eric. But watch Boy Meets World. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, I'm yes, never putting yes. this on again. I'm actually annoyed... That it might, Disney Plus now might suggest things to me that I might like because yeah. I've watched it. It's ruined my algorithm. Yeah, continue watching. No, I might no, just, no. I might just have to like. I mean, it's not. I was going to say I might have to just like end Disney Plus, but I'm already not paying for it, so I might have to just <laughs> actually start my own Disney Plus clean slate. Start fresh and just <laughs> never touch it. Never yeah. go near it. Well, good. Well, hopefully people have enjoyed it. You can check us out at ravenshoops.net. Why, Tessa? Because...
because... There are no fun references from this, what we've just watched to use for this. Just do basketballs. Because basketballs go through... Hoops. But they can also go through... Nets. Ravens hoops on that, but it's important that you people write us a review. The website's more exciting than the Girl Meets World. Visit visit <laughs> ravenshoops.net because all the other content on there is better than this Girl Meets World. Um, people can watch, uh, watch you watch the finale of Boy Meets World, which That's is really fun. fun. And yeah. watching the pilot of Girl Meets World was also fun because so you we can laughed see at like it. emotion, joy, bittersweet you know, loving it, and then you can see my our faces just drop watching mm-hmm. the next thing and being realising what we've now got to do for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> but we did it, and we now we've it. recorded it. So, And we're sorry if we've offended anybody that was responsible for making Girl Meets World. We, we weren't the target audience. No. Um, we could have done it better, but thanks for trying. We appreciate we appreciate you trying, but please try harder in future. <laughs> or just don't. Just don't. Just leave Boy Meets World as the perfect thing that it was. Yeah. Well, you know, like when they did James Cameron, he did Terminator. He did a recent Terminator, which is like Terminator 6 or something. And he just came out and just said, hey, Terminator 3 to 5 doesn't exist this is number three. He just changed the rules. He was just like, forget them other movies. They don't count. It's just this one now. Does that give us hope that in like five years, Eric might come along. I just called him the character name, so I can't remember the actors. Eric might come along and just go, <coughs> I'm back in the game now. This could have been fucking better. I'm going to redo it. But yeah, the Girl Meets World doesn't exist. The Girl Meets World doesn't again. exist. I'm setting Corey and Topanga up. Different kids, different house. I'm redoing it. That'd and be just great, call cause... it Boy Meets World and it's just season eight. Yeah. There's yes. no rules to this shit. It doesn't matter. There's been a 25 year gap, 30 year gap, whatever. It's just it's season eight now. Hopefully they'll listen. Hopefully they'll listen to this. I'm sure they will. And that will just plant the little seed of that idea in Eric's mind. And that will grow. Take your time with Eric. Don't rush. We'll wait. I could, yeah. I could wait five years to get it perfect. Although, yeah. hurry, because Mr. Feeney's not young. <laughs> God, Jesus. You are, you, you are slight on a little bit of a time crunch, so if you could start at least writing something now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe film his bits now, and if you've got to, you can just drop them in cleverly. Oh, bless him. I love him. I, I He wrote a book, but... There's no audio book version. I know. I'm so gutted about about that. Yeah, it's not his. And if there is an audio book, it's not his voice. Yeah, that'd be so perfect. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even listen to the whole thing because I just have it for dropping off at night. Yeah. Like what missed opportunity? Can you imagine Mr. Feeney doing your bedtime story? Be the best. So wholesome. Well. With that being said, any final words before we feeny our way out of here? I don't know what else I could say that would be a lovely polished finish to this. Like you said some beautiful things. I don't think I could match that. Just thanks for this opportunity. (laughs) I've enjoyed podcasting a lot more than I thought I would. It's been really fun. I'm glad I now have you as a friend or you have me as a friend. You were always my friend. Dom's next. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> yes. And thanks everyone for listening. Especially yeah, Iceland. Yeah, always shout out to you, Iceland. Well, how are we going to Feeny? Do you have something in mind? I don't know. There wasn't any fun. I mean, they did. They redid some Feeny, didn't they? The, the, just quickly, the new kids trying to do the Feeny. Fuck off away from that. Yeah, never. Do not. Get that out of your mouth. <laughs> it was disrespectful, to they say the least. They didn't deserve to say it. She wasn't funny doing it. You're not Eric. Go away. No, it was very annoying. I just wanted Eric to do it properly. Same. So so because of that, we will do it properly now. I think okay. I'm going to go with uh, like an early Eric. Just so like that's a, what I was going to do. Like a desperate. Like a desperate. A, a desperation yeah. Feeny. Classic. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna, I can't go too loud because, you know. Oh, I don't care I'm about sure my family. I'm sure you can't. <laughs> okay. Feeny on three. One, two, three. Mr. Feeny! Feeny! <laughs> <laughs>